New theme music that can only mean one thing. Time for your favorite Wrestle Boys to take another journey. Hello, and welcome to Pastamania. I'm your host, Adam, joined as always by Jesse. Yeah, boy. And Noobs. Oh, hi there. We are beginning our journey on the rise of Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam 2013. And now you might be wondering, why are you starting your journey on the rise of somebody with the show where they made a vid and won the title? To which I say, shut up. <laughs> because it's not really a rise yeah god uh, i'll just say this now i hate the ending of this pay-per-view still really as i watched it I, yesterday oh I man it. It, I, I loved it. it i hate it then i hate it now i love how it makes how it still makes me feel mm-hmm. like because i watched this show live on a crappy stream on my laptop yeah, uh, and I this is this is pre uh, uh, this is pre WWE network. network. You great. you would have paid sixty dollars for this yep. shit. I uh, right. watched. I I remember vividly because I have a pretty good memory for like events. I vividly remember every single thing around me and that I was doing during the main event. I was like, I had my headphones, I had my laptop, I had it volume turned up, and during the main event, I was so invested in Daniel Bryan. And I wanted right. him to win so bad. I was just pacing. Because you remember that apartment that I lived in, Jesse? I yes. was just pacing from the kitchen to the dining room to the living room. Just holding oh. my... I couldn't stand still. Okay. I was so invested in the match. Adam. Yeah. Yes. What do you remember better? This uh-huh. match with Daniel Bryan versus John uh-huh. Cena or the 9-11 attacks? That's not oh, cool. I, I, Jesus I mean, Christ. I, I mean, why I, that's the one thing our generation has, though. That I still it's... pretty vividly remember being in oh. sixth grade. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Okay. Like, no, I honestly, they're about equal. <laughs> that's what I'm um, getting at. It's like, which one is higher on the memory? They're about chart. equal. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, SummerSlam 2013, uh, August 18th, from the Staples Center in Los Angeles. This is the fifth or sixth straight year it was in the Staples Center. Uh, yeah, it'll also be in the fifth. Staples Center in 2014, and then they would move to Brooklyn for 2015. And it will be in Brooklyn 2015, 2016, 2017, and 2018, but it is in Toronto in 2019 since WrestleMania is in New York. And they're going to have just, WrestleMania so cool. and SummerSlam, the same city. I'm sorry, noobs. <laughs> it just... Uh... I don't mind. I like the idea of one pay-per-view just kind of having a resonance. Yeah, uh, but no, I, I'd like that Toronto residency to move every yeah. couple like, of years. Like, every yeah, five like, years, give it a I, new place. Yeah, like, I, I like the idea of, like, SummerSlam being this kind of, like, um, yeah, wandering show that, like, sets up, ten, like, sets up for five years and then moves on. It, honestly, it's kind of like the, the, some, the June Chicago show. The pay-per-view in June is always in Chicago. It was payback for, like, three straight years, and it was money in the bank. Like, That's we've true. had two straight NXT TakeOver Chicago's. Uh, because yeah. you always have a pay- pay-per-view in Chicago in the summer. It just uh, might not always have the same name. And I guess Minneapolis usually gets one in the wintertime. Yeah. Usually, um, but it's just like, it's one of those games where you're just like, give us the big one. Yes. Just, just I, they it still once. haven't announced WrestleMania next year. I'm, They've never I'm waited this long. I'm so, I don't think I told this on the actual podcast, uh-huh. or I told you, Jesse, 
But um, when I want when I went to an NXT house show yes. a few weeks ago, yeah. um, they're doing these uh, promo packages. Like they did one for the Rumble, and then they had a few matches, and then they did one for Mania. And I'm sitting on the balcony, like front row balcony. It's a pretty small venue. There's maybe like a thousand people there, tops, yeah. I would guess. Mm-hmm. But the crowd, um, what is his name? Greg Hamilton? Greg Hamilton, yeah. Yeah. Bring announcement for SmackDown. Greg's in the ring, and the WrestleMania card, like WrestleMania promo thing, just fades down. Nobody's saying a thing. I'm like, this is my moment. And I just yell, bring Mania to Minnesota, you cowards. And (laughs) the entire crowd just applauds. And Greg's just sitting there for a few seconds. And he's just like... (laughs) Well, all right. <laughs> like, just, I have no was, power, guys. I'm sorry. Yes. It's just like, I know Greg has no power in this, but... But still, bring WrestleMania bring yeah. to Minnesota, you cowards. Exactly. You coward, you'll, you'll uh, cowards. If it, if it gets announced in Florida again, I hope all the Florida men just die in prison. <laughs> no, I hope the they Florida all are god done. Bless. Oh my god. The thing I saw the other day... Was what? like this is the most Florida thing I've ever seen, and I live in Florida, and it was just a raccoon murdering a lizard. Hell yeah! An iguana, like like in a parking lot, and he just drugged the iguana away while its tail was flopping around. It was horrifying. Jesus was, Christ! Uh, I thought you were finishing you that with it was drugged, like there was a line of cocaine on its nose. I'm like, yeah, that is yes. the most Florida thing. Holy shit! It was super Florida, though. It was, was terrible. And you don't oh want to watch that as, like, your first Twitter video at 8 in the morning. You definitely don't. You definitely don't want you don't want But I did, like and that. it wasn't great. Oh, oh man. So, uh, 17,739 people were in the Staples Center with 296,909 people ordering the pay-per-view to watch it at home. And if Ow. you're wondering why the Daniel Bryan push seemed to stall... It's because the year before that was headlined by Triple H and Brock Lesnar was 358,000. Oh. It was down pretty significantly uh, from so they the year just before. Assumed, well, you, know. you, su- you sell a show based off of your marquee matches. Yeah. Right? If, like, Had- that's, what, that's what show, like, every single, before the network, for, for 30, 40 years, the top people were the people who drew the most money, who sold the most tickets, and who sold the most pay-per-views. That's yeah. how you determined it. Had they announced the no. network yet? They announced the network in January 2014 at CES. Okay. And it went live the day after Elimination Chamber 2014. That Monday. Is yeah, yeah. that was the whole thing was first subscribers got Mania 30 yep. for free. And no. I bought into that hook, line, sinker. Was I don't think was did you get a free month to begin with? I don't remember. Yeah, you got remember a free you had to, week. You had to you had to agree to a six month commitment. Uh, Jesus. I, I, I swear, I swear, like the I reason why I got it was specifically was I, Mania I mean, Thirty was free. I bought it. I got it because Mania Thirty was ten dollars, and also the everything, everything on the network. Um, but the first live thing on the network is NXT Arrival, but we will get to yep. that at another time. August 18th, 2013, the number one song. Oh, Jesus Christ, it's blurred lines. We're moving on. We're moving on. The number one movie <laughs> was Lee Daniels' The Butler, which is a really interesting movie. It's from the director of... Oh, did Lee Daniels direct Precious? Uh, I think Forrest so. Whitaker, and he was about a butler who like was the butler for a lot of different presidents, and so it was just yep. kind of like forced Gumpy thing. Yeah. Very forced it Gump. was an Yeah, it was an 
interesting movie. Uh, yes, he did do Precious, and then Lee Daniels, the butler, with like that's some interesting. Uh, like um, Robin Williams played Eisenhower. James Marston played John F. Kennedy. Lee Shriver played Lyndon Johnson. Was it and Robin John Williams? Robin Williams played Eisenhower. Uh, John Cusack oh. played Nixon, and Alan Rickman played Ronald Reagan. God, what a movie! Why right? did I think it was Kelsey Grammer that did Eisenhower? Oh, because there was a movie called it was there was like a conservative movie called An American Carol that starred Chris Farley's brother, and I'm pretty sure Kelsey Grammer was in that playing. I think he was playing Roosevelt. I don't think he was playing Eisenhower, That's but I super know weird. exactly what you're talking about, and I hate myself for it. I'm, I'm sorry for mixing it up to make you it's have okay. to remember okay. that you remember that. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> August 2013 video games. Some bangers. Brothers A Tale of Two Sons. Fantastic. Papers, Please. Uh, Spelunky. Payday 2. Gone Home. Saints Row 4. The relaunch of Final Fantasy 14 and Lost Planet 3. Wow. That came out in the August, uh, August of 2013. Uh, That's Intel. a lot of good games for yeah. August. Also, several games that just got their follow-ups this past year. Uh, a Way Out is the follow-up to Brothers, and Return of the Over Den is the follow-up to Papers, Please. Uh, also, or like, not like sequels, but like the next game from those developers. Oh, uh, damn. Return of the Over Den is so good. Everybody play it. Uh, TV of August. Uh, August 4th, Peter Capaldi is announced as the new Doctor Who. Oh. And, yeah, it doesn't feel that long ago, does it? Yeah, was, I, I it actually feel looked five at this the other day ago. that Capaldi kind of um, is one of the longer doctors of the new era because yeah. they like took a, a, a year break or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they took a long break. Mm. Uh, on August 14th, the fourth season premiere of Duck Dynasty gets 11.8 million viewers, the largest audience ever at the time for an original series produced for cable. And that's why there were two references <laughs> to that <laughs> show. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Oh, I no, was fixing that was to say, huge. Because I remember I was working in electronics at Walmart at the time, and they had a deal with Duck Dynasty, and I remember that day of August 14th very vividly because they had a whole Duck Dynasty section, and they were coming over the intercom like every hour or two telling customers to go check out the Duck Dynasty section, and oh, hey, it's premiering tonight at 7 on a and e god it was huge it was it's easy to forget how huge a cultural touchstone duck dynasty was from like no it was 2011 uh re-watching this and watching the um uh bray wyatt match was the first time i was reminded that it existed in forever so i was like oh shit yeah Uh, and that's what people were comparing the wyatt family to when they were first like when the first vignette charles manson meets duck dynasty yes uh, I have just, that quote. I yep, I yeah. do too. I have that's a pretty well. damn good quote. Yeah, good quote. I have a lot of quotes from this yes. show oh, on this yeah. thing because goddamn yeah. JBL is being an asshole, and goddamn yeah. King is actually pretty on fire with his. Yeah, no, quotes. King is the only one really on his game this whole night. Yeah, uh, yeah. Michael Cole had a couple good moments, but you know it's hard to. It's at this time he wasn't like he was doing a good job, but it was just getting drowned out by JBL. Uh, boy i wonder why yeah august 25th gave us the mtv video music awards with the legendary miley cyrus robin thick performance oh Uh, yeah which is why the last time the number one the last time those award shows were relevant yep 
uh, TV premieres. Not much. Cutthroat Kitchen premiered on August 11th, and that's a really good. Like I like Out and Brown. And I sometimes love you just wanna, Cutthroat Kitchen. I, sometimes you just want to turn something on and veg out, and Cutthroat Kitchen's a really good Is show that, to do that too. Absolutely. Was that another one of those cooking shows where they just yeah. screamed at each other all the no, time? No, 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 no. It's, no, no, it's no, one Cutthroat of those. Kitchen. It's like Chopped. Okay. Food Network, but but and, it's Alton Brown like Rube yes. Goldberg trap so designed like, where oh I'm taking all your yes. shit away and you have to cook with like play doh oven. Well, so or something. you have it's four great. you have four chefs and you each are going you're each basically given ten thousand dollars, and so you're saying all right so the first round you're gonna cook this macaroni and cheese or whatever and you run in this pantry and you have a minute to grab all your ingredients you go back out and then he's like okay now I'm gonna make it to where all of the good nice cheese you got that you that you got is getting replaced by Velveeta and I'm gonna auction this off. And so the contestants no, are like, I'll, I'll pay a hundred dollars for it. What? And then, and then you yes, like, I'll pay a hundred dollars for it. I'll pay two hundred dollars for it. And then you yeah. you if you buy it, that and that's money that you're giving up. If you win, you don't get that money. You just and get what's you, left. Y'all are selling me. Fuck this show. Like, let's just re- start like, watching this. It's and, really good. Yeah. Like, Cutthroat Kitchen no, is incredibly entertaining. Ask the will, Kitchen. Let's go. I will yeah. write the fuck now, <laughs> noobs. Make a third podcast <laughs> of just me and you talking about Ask that the show. Kitchen. Uh, and, and part Ask of the it kitchen. is Alton Brown. Because yes. Alton Brown is so good at being this, like, maniacal, like, he takes Basically, such every glee. wackadoo idea he came up with on Good Eats, yes. he applies to people in this. Yes. It's great. Yeah, I don't remember um, where you can watch it now. It might be on Hulu because I know it used to be on Netflix. Um, but it's Food scattered. Network their stuff. It's, yeah, it's um, you can watch several seasons on Sling, several seasons on Hulu, several. Oh, oh yeah, it's is all Food over Network the place. On YouTube TV because it might be uh, it might be on demand if it is. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Cutthroat Kitchen, great, super and only, entertaining. It's got like nine seasons. Only two people have not spent a single thing in one. Really, I, 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 I would, I would yeah. have thought anybody would have would have fallen into that. That's incredible. Um, uh, yeah, one guy did it like in season six, and then someone just did it like last year, and that's wow. it. Uh, and then you have TV endings. Uh, it's actually a pretty big one. One Life to Live, the soap oh. opera, ended after eleven thousand one hundred and thirty-six episodes. Sometimes Damn. things need to die before they hit that number. <laughs> And I feel like oh, everything needs to. There's still soap oh, operas going you're on with that more about episodes Raw? than that. I know. <laughs> well, no, Monday Night Raw has not hit that level yet. Yeah, we're at, what, 1,300? Yeah, like if Monday Night Raw hits 11,000. Right? <laughs> holy shit. Like, point, let me just do the math the on that. Universe. Just... What did you say, about 1,300? It took yeah, them... they do five new episodes well, a day a week, don't they? That'd take um, them so, 26 yeah. years yeah. to get that number. No, All it right, took more than fair. that. It took them almost. It took them nineteen and a half years to hit a thousand. But because it's fifty-two episodes a year. Oh, I divided by thirty three sixty-five, not fifty-two. Yeah, that would take yeah, them yeah. hundred and eighty-six exactly. years. Yeah, 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 yeah. we ain't seeing that episode, yeah. folks. Because they yeah. hit raw one thousand in July twenty twelve, and the twentieth anniversary was January twenty thirteen. Yeah, um, I mis- I misheard the number too. I thought it was yeah. I thought you said um, thirteen hundred, not because we're uh, not we're else. getting close. I think this fall, maybe this sometime soon, we're gonna hit the twentieth anniversary of SmackDown as well. Because you know we yeah. just passed SmackDown one thousand. Mm-hmm. So I I can't take credit for this as I don't plan this stuff out this well. But man, okay. it was a really good idea to watch that twenty twelve Christmas episode before this because that was like a really interesting primer of a lot yeah. of the elements of this era of WWE. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Um, little except for one like, that 
going to be happening yeah. a little bit later. I've watched a few episodes beforehand or a few pay-per-views before this. No, really? not a, not of Raw, but just like oh you watched boy. like uh, the Money in the Bank before this or yeah, like that? and oh, okay, the, I, I watched a few things just to like get me oh, in that did you watch mood. Payback with uh, CM Punk versus Chris Jericho. No, I really should though because that lo- sounds like a fantastic. It was match. A, it was like Punk just disappeared after Mania when he lost to the Undertaker. Yeah, and it seemed like he was going to be out for a while, and then like WWE were like, "Listen, we need you back." And so yep. he and, and Jericho starts coming out and cutting promos on Punk. Payback was in Chicago. Punk did not. It was kind of like the uh, the John Cena thing with the Undertaker at Mania last year, where Jericho just came out. It was basically like, "I'm the best in the world at what I do. You're not the best in the world." And right. Then at yep. Payback, Jericho comes out. And he's just like, "Are you going to show up?" And his music hit. And there's a huge pop because they were in Chicago. Isn't that? Right. Doesn't he talk about that on the Cabana podcast? Yeah, I think I'm so. Saying, where he was, was like, like, I didn't want to come one, back. Yeah, that was yeah. like the he was beginning tired. of the end. That's like, yeah, that he was, was, was exhausted. I owe you, pal, number one or yep. something yes, like that, yeah, according basically. to him. Yep. Uh, we time to start the show. Whew. SummerSlam 2013. Right. We begin the show with Miz's music. He is the host of SummerSlam because they didn't have a spot for him on the card. And this was, and it was still in during LA, and he was doing yeah. yeah. And this was still during his unfortunate babyface run that started in December twenty twenty. Noticed that that's that was sad it, looking. And, but this was before he started the uh, the A lister Hollywood gimmick. But he um, came up with Paul Riss as a, when he was face, and I will always count Paul him Riss, for that. I forgot about Paul Riss because because I am the Paul Riss is great. Yes, he goes down the two big matches on the card: CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar and Cena versus Brian with Triple H as the special guest referee. He is interrupted by Fandango's music. I forgot how long Fandango has been in the company. Oh, it's right. been insane. Oh, I got that. I got that for a lot of people on this. Thank I'm like, oh God shit, for Tyler Breeze injecting life into Fandango. Also, right. earlier in 2013 at Mania. Chris Jericho put over Fandango at WrestleMania. That's right. It was this, his that first cannot match. Be forgotten I forgot about that. Yeah, you pinned match. him. He was his yep. first match, and he pinned Chris Jericho one, two, three. That's yep. amazing. We get a movie trailer treatment for the opening promo going over the two big matches. This wasn't that long ago, but man, it feels like it is from a completely different era to the show starting with The Miz hosting it and Fandango and the pyro and the stage setup. It's so there's a good bit of it, people that's not even here yeah, anymore. It, it makes me really nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, partly because this is just like, this is when exactly you started watching, right? After I started watching, because I started yeah, watching yeah, SummerSlam 2012. So this mm-hmm. is like right then. It was like at the end of the like 2008 to 2014 Triple H, John Cena, Randy Orton, Reign of Terror. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the halfway point for me pretty much yeah. too. Oh, hey, JoJo's here to sing the national anthem? And they to be basically a Total Divas they plug? They did that 100% yeah. to plug Total Divas. Yeah. They 100%. Okay, so we're 10 minutes into the show, and it's the opening match, and oh my god, I genuinely <laughs> forgot that this show was Bray Wyatt's debut when I first suggested it. This was his debut? Yeah. This was his first yep. match. Yep. I for like I that it like I didn't enter my mind at all. Like from when I said that we were doing the show back in like November to to when I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And then it starts and in 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 the 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 opening contest is a ring of fire, and I had to pause the show because I had to take a moment. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, I forgot that this because I knew. Oh yeah, this is uh Del Rio versus Christian, Brock versus Punk. Cena versus Bryant. Oh my god, it's also Bray Wyatt's debut! 
Yeah, all they did before this was just attack Kane randomly for like a month. Yep. And, he had and not been Harper, in a match yet. Harper and Rowan had worked a couple matches, but Bray hadn't. Right. And uh and they had been playing the vignettes for Bray's debut for months before he showed up. Yeah. Like they probably started playing those vignettes before like right around the time of WrestleMania. And he didn't show up until like because they were super June. like cryptic, like they didn't say they Bray so Wyatt is coming. Good. It was just like they were so you know the cool. rocking chair and all that mm-hmm. stuff. God, God, go back and rewatch those old pro- vignettes if you can. They're so good. Yes. So it's a Ring of Fire match, which is a TV PG Inferno match. There's fire around the ring, but you have to win normally, not by setting your opponent on fire. Yeah. Man. First quote. Yeah, I, okay, that makes first, sense because he said it was the first ever Ring of Fire. It's like that's not yeah, true, but now yeah. he's explaining why. It's, okay. it's not an Inferno match. It is a yeah. Ring of Fire match. So I have dumb. that note too. The other thing that I have, like the first quote that I had to write down was, "If you can't stand the heat, don't tickle the dragon." Oh my god! I don't know who that's wrote right. that or said that because it's been a while. But it's oh like no, my... no, it was a hundred percent King. That was a King. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You you could have just. Is. You could you could have triviaed me, man, and without looking yep. up or anything, it's like which like in the history of WWE um, commentators who said this line, I'd have been like King. Yep, just yep. automatically. Yeah. Uh, Bray's theme is so good. It is the antithesis of what a wrestling theme should be and it fits him so well because he's kind of the antithesis of what a wrestler should be. And the Especially fact that modern he picked that out. Yep. Yeah. He picked that song out and it's not a CFO cash money song. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's one of the last um uh yeah, CFOS yeah. not it's not CFOS. Yeah. Uh, well, it's also songs. not it's also not Jim Johnson. It is. Yes, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, just it's a regular band. A dub- it's just yeah, a regular yeah. band. That's what I was Mark trying to say, and I couldn't do it right. Or Mark, Mark Rose or something like that. But uh, he um and he plays Bray out at WrestleMania 30. Yeah, cool entrance. Oh, uh, Witch Doctor um, Mass or whatever. It's great. Yes, the Witch Doctor stuff was so good. Um, and if you're ever in the arena when Bray Wyatt's music plays, that bass just shakes you to your bones. It's so good. Bray and Lapadapadu. The bell rings and the fire is lit. I'm not gonna lie; it's a cool image. Like the lights go down, the fire comes up. It looks cool. It's cool. It's cool until you see the four firemen yep. who got who drew the shortest of straws yep. to be stuck in those corners, just like yep. they're just standing there. Yep. <laughs> it is the classic so inferno match thing that whenever a big bump is taken, like a clothesline, the fire roars. Yeah. So, uh, did they also, have a? Did they have someone underneath the ring for that, or was there somebody backstage with a button? I'd I'm sure there's somebody a with a button. I'm sure there's a button. Like because God, every hit you would just see that was go. perfect. Oh. It's a button. It is yeah, also it also when well uh, Harper and Rowan get too close to the ring, it flares up. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It, so, regardless of there being a bump, so, uh, so. Because it's magic, and Kane is a Fernomancer. Exactly. So I remember when this match happened, uh, people were disappointed in it. And I couldn't remember why. And rewatching it, like, oh yeah. Because Bray Wyatt looks like a fucking chump the whole match. Mm-hmm. He gets in no offense. He, like, there's not anything. Like, th- there's not really spots to talk about. Like... I mean, when you look at him compared to Kane... Yeah. 
Like, yeah, even this is during Kane's like I'm a little pudgy dad phase yeah, kind like, of a thing. It, this is not. This was the debut. beginning of it because like, it was just uh, uh, Kane just got over with Team Hell No, like he was done with that. And yeah, they had Team Hell No broke up like two months beforehand. Yeah. yeah, but like he is the new monster heel that you're trying to get over, and you put him in a match, and he just gets beat up for mm-hmm. six minutes, eats three choke slams. And then has to get saved by uh, Harper and Rowan getting in the ring with a fireproof blanket from somewhere. And they come in and beat down Kane. That's how he wins. Yeah. And they label it as an asbestos blanket. It's like, what? (laughs) You can't say that. (laughs) Like, like like, Bray wins in 749, but they make him. It's such a bad debut because it makes him. They make him a chicken shit. Like, it, boy, it really, you can't be they, shocked with the last five and a half years of Bray Wyatt's career after watching this debut where it's like, oh, no, yeah. they and never that's how knew they, how to use him. That's they, how they yeah. always use him. Yeah. It always And it always felt like a gut bad omen when yeah. the first time D- Bray showed up, the fucking Chicago Smarks were like, but no, it was, Husky it, was, Harris. it was Baltimore. Was it, I was it was fucking Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, they were chanting Husky Harris. Yeah, yeah when he debuted. Good. Yeah, yep. but yeah, like, he's so good, and he has so much potential. And occasionally, it works. Like I will never forget one of the like, like no exaggeration. One of my top five wrestling moments, period, in the last four or five years was the night. Like it was shortly after Mania thirty two in Dallas, where Bray turned face, and he and Roman teamed up against uh, the League of Nations. And it was like Cesaro, or it was uh, Sheamus and Barrett, I think. Bray hits Barrett with the Sister Abigail, pins him. Sheamus gets in the ring, and Bray like points like a finger gun at Sheamus as Roman comes in and spears him. One yeah. of the coolest things I've ever seen. Like, that's yeah. Bray Wyatt. That should be the Bray Wyatt that we get. But guess what happened? He got hurt right after that. And he yeah. was out for months. Like, he is the start-stop guy. Like, the, God, what is... He, he gets going, and he gets yanked right back. Yeah, and what is he about to do if they've got... What, what is for he's him been, next? He's been working house shows just as Bray Wyatt. I know, but it's like... And he looks great. I've seen a picture. Yeah. Like, he, he looks is it, like... His head's fully shaven, right? No, not that I saw. Okay. Um, but, I don't yeah. know. Gotta I do... Just, I don't know. I I can't say he's got to do something different because I don't know. Like I can't. I'm not going to be that wrestling mark that just sits here and starts writing shit. But yeah, like yeah, I feel like I will be. I love. I've always loved Bray, no matter how. Oh no, yeah, me too. (laughs) I don't want him to change his character, but I just want like, listen, if we hear that sting sound effect and the lights go out at the rumble i'm marking out because i love bray Wyatt. oh yes but just bring him back and like let him do let him do what he was doing before mania 33 where he won the title and it was great until the or and i even liked the orton stuff i loved how ridiculous all that was and how little sense it made the orton stuff got great until orton had to until jab that cross oh, into the it. ground i love it i still love it was I just like his eyes turned red during I that love one it. promo <laughs> I love it, but I, I, I would have been fine. I would have been fine if Bray won at Mania. That's that is my problem. Bray Wyatt is on the Mania reverse streak. He has never mm-hmm. won a match at WrestleMania. Nope. Oh boy. 
after the match. I forget Rowan about that. And Harper set came up on the ring steps and crashed the other ring steps down on his head, but the divot in the steps is right where his head is. So it doesn't for one second look like they actually did any damage to him. They no, didn't even get it. All it. it was so bad. <laughs> Uh, there was people, a shout out to the one um, uh, fan that had the Avenged Sevenfold Welcome to the Family sign. I thought that nice, was very nice, fitting for nice, that. That is very good. That's really I was cool. just like, that is solid. The death that doesn't really work for the Wyatts, but it's, yeah. it's good. It's good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bray pulls a match out of his pocket and like lights a lantern, and all the lights cut out as he holds the lantern next to Kane's head, which did look awesome. Yeah. Yeah, this that was, was before cool the visual. light lantern. It was yeah. actual well, fire. No, he, when he came out to the ring, he had the light lantern. Okay. But afterwards, he had, like, and he did the, like, he's sitting in the rocket chair, and he pulls this long match out and, like, strikes it on his boot. It was, everything about it was very cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then we get some filler as they remove. Oh, what'd, you, what'd y'all think about them? I mean, I think we kind of went over it, but, like, it's, you know. It's, it's, it was fun. I, I just didn't care for the idea. Like, I get, I kept getting thrown around where it's like, we've never seen anything like this Ring of Fire match tonight. It's like. Yeah. Yes, we have motherfuckers. With You're just Kane PG now. Yeah, it's, like, it's his match. Yeah, yeah, it's like Kane's thing. It's like Kane and and fire matches is like Undertaker and Hell in a Cell matches. It's yeah. like casket matches. Or casket matches. Ca- casket matches. You're right. It's even more. Yeah. 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 It's just yeah. come yeah, it's on. Just, yeah. That's another thing we haven't really seen aside from this is going to be a quick tangent. Sorry, Jesse. That like we haven't <laughs> no. seen a match that is like character specific since like the punjabi prison match yeah, yeah. it's been a long time since we've seen something like that like there's nothing creative we don't oh. live matches no anymore. hey this is before noobs started watching him but hey jesse remember yeah. the asylum match with chris jericho and dean oh. ambrose yeah it was that just was like there a, a, it was it was basically the lockdown it was really was lethal lockdown it was a hell in a cell match with like weapons hanging all over the cell Oh my With god. Weapons. Yep. It was that Jericho was when, and Ambrose. That was when Jericho and Ambrose got a clipboard and a plant over more than half the roster. Oh my god, I forgot about the plants. <laughs> that fucking plant. He had oh, a name. That he plant did. had a name. He did. And new, uh, we're talking about an actual like photosynthesis plant, not like yeah. a mark that is in <laughs> on Not it. like a not like not no, like, like I was thinking. I was thinking like it's just a ficus just sitting really there somewhere. It, it was, was basically I a think ficus. Was, I think it was yeah. a ficus. That's incredible. I think it was a fucking ficus. Ficuses, uh, but yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't know. It really is the perfect indication of the next five and a half years of Bray Wyatt's career. Uh, yeah. Then we get some filler as they remove the fire stuff from around the ring. They go to the kickoff panel as Josh Matthews, Booker T, HBK, and Vicky Guerrero talk about the previous match. I mean, I I'm in. Fuck I Josh understand Matthews. how shit the product was <laughs> when this hits. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? We're doing fucking commentary like yep. it's a post match thing on the NFL. Yep. Oh yep. my god! Hosted by do... Josh Matthews. You can end me now. Uh, we had a promo say? from Heyman about how Brock versus Punk is like David versus Goliath, except that Goliath beat David's ass, and that's when they announced that the match was going to be no DQ. <laughs> Up next is Damian Sandow versus Cody Rhodes. Sandow is out first with his Money in the Bank briefcase. Wait, Money in the Bank? I never remember Sandow being world champion. Exactly. He cashed <laughs> in a couple months after this show, and we're not going to go into that yet, because it's going to come up later, and he lost Boy, his match, yeah. being the first person to lose their impromptu Money in the Bank match. He only won the briefcase to set up this match against Cody Rhodes. That's the entire reason he won the briefcase. Yep. Oh, my. 
Yeah. Did, did you know Cody was the favorite to win the briefcase? Like yeah. the fan favorite? Yep. But no, we can't have that. Uh, Cole. While, while yes. Cody Rhodes is coming to the ring, Michael Cole says, quote, go to our YouTube channel next I Friday was, yep. to find out yep. why Cody doesn't have a mustache. The JBL. He, the that's JBL where, and Cole show. That's where we'll tell you why he doesn't yep. have a mustache. Okay. Here's the thing, though. The JBL and Cole show was awesome. It was actually it really was like, funny. It really? Was like, pre, it, was, it was pre, like, almost proto-Edge and Christian show. Okay. It was, it was every Friday they put up an episode, and it was them. It, Cole ended up, like, leaving after, like, four episodes. But it was, like, Daniel Bryan, Heath Slater. It was where Renee Young became Renee Young. Like, they huh. just, It's the they most overweight Barrett was in yes. the entire company. Yes, like, like, like it was them nothing around was more over than JBL and Cole show Wade Barrett. Yes. Nothing. Like, he was great. Uh, uh, Heath Slater was in it, not playing Heath Slater, but playing JBL's dumb nephew, Clem Layfield. Yes. Oh my god. It's It was really, like, it was, like, that's why I know, like, oh my god, the JBL and Cole show, I forgot about the JBL and Cole. It's where Daniel Bryan Renee was, Young like, was just a Parks and Rec character. Yep, like, like that's, Daniel Bryan was like, I don't want to be Daniel Bryan, I don't want to be this submission specialist, I want to be the Dazzler. Like, all of that <laughs> came from the JBL and Cole show. It was so yeah. good. And you can see the DNA of it in shows like the Edge and Christian show. Because yeah. the JBL and Cole show, you could tell, they did not have a like a, a, like a real script or anything. They just grabbed a camera guy and a sound guy and just fucked around backstage before shows and just yep. had a great time. I might need it. to check that out it's then because worth looking at it's I swear like so good. just just on paper that sounds yeah. like the most abysmal thing. No. See, it's it's it was a bad name for it cuz it didn't really indicate what it would become cuz originally it started as like JBL and Cole doing these like kind of weird things, but then it became J Cole just left and it just became a bunch of people backstage screwing around and having a good time. And I don't even remember. I, I watched it every week. They did. I don't even remember Cole leaving. I thought like it was always like the two of them for the first no. couple seconds, and then it was like, other stuff. Because I, I, I remember because JBL was like, and there was one episode where he was like, Cole hasn't been on the show in forty episodes or forty nine episodes. When he hits fifty, it just becomes the JBL show. So I'm, I'm finally gonna get it. We got in this contract, and then the next episode, he's like, ha, five. Four, we got it and then cole like walks through the screen and is like hey guys what's up and he's like, no that's so good that's <laughs> it was, fucking beautiful it was really good like it made mm -hmm. it made me like jbl because jbl on that show was really entertaining and not because, a douchebag because it's him yeah it's him being like the office clown instead of a shit bag it's, trying and, to get it, himself over well also without him with, with vince yelling in his ear this is uh, this is true enough because you could tell like that was their own thing. There was nobody had any fingers on it. Yeah, yeah they did a hundred episodes of it every Friday, and I watched it. It was appointment viewing for me. Wow. I love the JBL and Cole show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so the match begins, and Cody and Sandow go at each other with Cody being in control. They're keeping the match at fast pace due to only having about seven minutes. Uh, yeah. Sandow slows the match down, delivering uh, his Kobito Aki at elbow to Cody and locking him in this really cool-looking modified half-Boston crab thing that Cody fights out of, but Sandow responds by just grabbing Cody's head and rubbing his face in the mat. <laughs> he gets up on the second rope and Cody... Wait, what? Cody hit Sandow with the muscle buster? Where yeah. the fuck did he do a fucking muscle buster? I, I don't saw know that. I, I was like, what the fuck? I don't know if I can ever remember Cody doing a muscle buster off the top of my head. 
Me neither. I was. I watched that. I was like, wait a, wait a fucking yeah, like, minute. What is he about to do? What is he about? Oh my god! Like why? Why did that I th- just? Happen? That is when the, before the muscle buster hits, you hear Lawler just go, "He's got him," and then you <laughs> hear JBL go, just monotone. He does have him. <laughs> just that transition is just like, what the fuck? is going oh on on commentary <laughs> listen while we're still half dead at this point shades of dust in his coney counters a back body drop and uh attempt <laughs> into a shattered dreams uh, <laughs> great little great little thing cody goes for a back body drop himself but sando tries sandow tries to counter to a sunset flip cody rolls that into a pin sandow kicks out and cody hits him with a disaster kick for a two count sandow Dodges a charge from Cody, sending Cody's shoulder into the corner, but he only gets a two. Sandow goes for a body slam. Cody reverses, pushes Sandow into the ropes. Sandow grabs the ropes. Cody flies backward, rolls through, hits Sandow with the crossroads for the win in six minutes and 40 seconds. Cool. Uh, what did you think, Jesse? Why the fuck did he do a muscle buster? That's a good question. It's <laughs> That's a very all good I question. Have. That's all, like, I just... It's I was kind of nowhere. gone after that. Like it, it took me out of the match. So I was like, "Wait a fucking minute!" So yeah, he got I don't him know. up, and it was like when he got him up in the position. It's like everything happened in slow motion after that. It was. It did. That Wait. was a slow. It was. Yeah. It what? Was... <laughs> oh no! But um, it, it, it was. It was fine. It was a quick match. Um, I always hated because I remember Cody winning this, and then. I remember, like, their next pay-per-view match, I think, was for the briefcase. And I was like, oh, cool, he's going to lose that one. Great. Yep. And Which, so that's, at the end of the day, oh, it really was being probably a good thing <laughs> with what ended up happening with <laughs> the briefcase. Oh, my God. Also, makes no I sense really, to me. I loved Sandow's briefcase. Yes, ba- the leather bound, yeah. Speaking of briefcases, mm-hmm. I got a quote from yes? JR, from uh, the king, just going, I still think that briefcase is the chocolate bar. I mean, it That's does right. kind of look delicious. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> what a dumb yeah, it was. It was a fine match for what it was. Uh, it was uh, one of the better tag team breakups of, of the era. Um, this it's decade. A, it's a bummer that the Money in the Bank briefcase just kind of got thrown away on this on a seven-minute match at SummerSlam. Yeah. But you wonder if they knew at money the bank what they were going to be doing with the world titles come december and they knew like listen we're not going to we're not going to be using this money in the bank to make a new star so let's at least get a SummerSlam match out of it uh, i don't i don't think they did i don't know it's, we'll it's never about know. cena you know we'll see yeah. what do you think noobs i thought it was i thought it was pretty good just yeah. between the two of them um it it was pretty great that um uh, I'm pretty sure it was Cole that said maybe you got to shave to pick up the win, which <laughs> I which I find to be a perfect OK Cupid like quote for your profile. <laughs> like I found that perfect. Oh my <laughs> god! No. How long did it take you to make that joke? Because that that's so good. It didn't How take me take long. No. Like it's I'm a... serious. Like if you, if we were doing this live, that probably would have come up very quickly because I yep. wrote that down fast. Yeah, <laughs> that's dope. That's so dope, man. I love that. That's a good. That's a good bad joke, my dude. That's very good. 
Uh, uh, and then speaking of which, I know what you're about to say, Adam. I'm not ready uh -huh. for this tribute video. Yeah, up next is the World Heavyweight Championship match between Christian and Alberto Del Rio. In the video package, there's nothing about Del Rio. It is just like a tribute to Christian's career. And at this point, it makes whole me think, gimmick, oh God, is Christian dying? Yeah, it, like this, his whole gimmick this his time career is, like, is one more match, one more match. And like, he, it makes you wonder if they knew that he was like in the final nine months of his career. Because his last, because he wrestles at Elimination Chamber in 2014. He wrestles one match after that. For an Intercontinental Championship number yeah, one contender say, match, he a, which know. he wins, but then he gets concussed and he never returns. Oh, um, really? Yes. So yeah. like, that Elimination Chamber is basically his last match. God. Uh, which he was really good in it. Um, it was right. Oh yeah, he, he was fantastic. Great chicken yeah. shit heel, but we'll get there. Uh, Christian is out first, followed by yeah, that heel turn or that baby face turn was a bad idea, Alberto Del Rio. There yeah, was man. during Christian's um entrance i sent yeah. it to you guys and we'll throw it up here on yeah. twitter there was a fan that had a charisma like ch element sign yes. that had like where usually the um uh the mat or like the um uh the mm -hmm. mw the molecular yeah. weight of something as his real weight and i'm like oh, that's, that is, oh that's good that is that's one good. of the best signs i've ever seen oh, what a like good <laughs> sign like when that's i saw dope. that i'm like the, the the like engineer in me came out. I'm like, oh my god, that's his weight. That's his weight. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. good. Yeah, I'll throw that up here right that's now gross. because I've been that's meaning gross. to do that more often. But yes. God, that was mm. so good. Man, Dolph Ziggler beat Alberto Del Rio for the world title the night after Mania, and now Del Rio is in a featured world title match at SummerSlam, and Ziggler's in a piss break mixed tag. Yep. <sighs> because he got a concussion, so he's. Punished for yeah. not or no, being he able to sit there. It wasn't a concussion. It was a shoulder injury from Jack Swagger. Oh, I thought uh, it was a concussion. Okay. Or no, it might have been a concussion from Jack Swagger. No, Barrett, Wade Barrett was the shoulder injury from Jack Swagger. No, a that's Jack right. Because Wade Barrett it doesn't really have shoulders anymore. Yes, they're just yeah, like they're just, uh, just powder socket milk. plugs. Yes. Uh, Del Rio goes over to Lillian Garcia and insists she introduce him in Spanish, which I guess they wanted to be a heel move, but I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Good. It's... Back in. Yeah. No, it's just you uh, know I'm evil because I'm Spanish kind of thing. But also playing thing. playing the baby face to the two Latin people like. You know, as we'll true. see after the match, uh, good back it's and true. forth to start the match with. Del Rio crotches Christian on the top rope with the gorgeous enziguri. Del Rio throws Christian into the barricade on the outside, playing on the story of the shoulder injury that kept Christian out of action for a year. He went out shortly before I started wrestling. I think he went out in the summer of 20 or like July or June of 2012. And I started watching in August. So I, I did. I had a year of, of no Christian. And then he showed back up one day. Um, but that by that point, I kind of knew who he was from Imagine Christian. <laughs> You're uh, like, who's this chump stain? It's <laughs> <laughs> just a blue dot on my TV. And this uh, is there oh is. Jesus! And this was when some some punks started yelling Christian sucks, and mm, that was when I'll I wanted him. to wish death about upon <laughs> people. I'll it's like no, I'll no, find them right later. now. He's later on in the. In the uh, Christian takes over, but Del Rio cuts him off and tosses him in the air, sending Christian crashing to the mat. Then he hits him with like a great like sliding drop kick. Del Rio hangs Christian on the rope 619 style and gets on the top rope and delivers a double foot stomp to his shoulder. 
really, really good ring psychology in this match. Uh, Del Rio sets Christian up again in the 619 position and goes for a drop kick, but Christian rolls out of the way and Del Rio just flies through the ropes and goes to the floor. Uh, Del Christian gets to the top rope and I marked out because I was hoping for a gorgeous crossbody, but it wasn't his best. Del Rio was out of position and he had to adjust and kind of land on his feet. He couldn't really commit it. Uh, Christian hits Del Rio with a great drop kick from the top and gets Del Rio in the corner, sending a flurry of punches in his head. Christian gets to the top rope, but Del Rio goes for an enziguri that Christian ducks out of. Del Rio crashes the mat. Christian gets up again, and I begin to mark out again. And then uh-huh. there it is. There's that beautiful bean footage. Crossbody from <laughs> Christian to Del Rio for oh. a fall. Nice. Then we get a fantastic sequence. Del Rio plays possum, begging for a moment's rest. Christian gets near him, and Del Rio headbutts Christian's stomach. Del Rio gets up, gets Christian with an overhead suplex, but Christian lands on his feet. He goes to the unprettier, but Del Rio fights out and sends Christian into the corner. Christian hops on the ropes of his back to the ring to do a moonsault, but Del Rio jumps up and hits Christian with a backstabber. Oh my god. It, these, it, that, these two guys a, are really that good. That backstabber, man. I forgot about that being a move for a while. Oh, man. Like... Del Rio was very hit or miss, but if you pair him with the right person, oh my god, yes. he's gold. Yeah. And Christian yeah. is one of those people. Uh, Christian gets Del Rio in a roll-up, but Del Rio kicks out. Del Rio gets Christian with an enziguri, but Christian kicks out. Enziguris are to Del Rio as spinning heel kicks are to X-Pac. <laughs> <laughs> Except, enziguris look way cooler. Uh, Christian calls for the unprettier, but Del Rio sends Christian in the corner, setting Correction. him up in the middle rope. Yes. Correction. It is called the kill switch right that, now. Right. I forgot yep. that it was the kill like, switch. When when they were saying he's going for the kill switch, I'm I like, f- a fuck? totally forgot they called it the kill <laughs> yep. switch when he came back yeah. from TNA. It's so weird. Also, I, I do like, though, um, Matt Stryker during ECW would always say kill switch, and he'd hit it and go, engage. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Of course he did. Like, there was yeah. that one point, too, before the before he went for it, um, he, Christian started doing, like, the 10 punch thing. Yes. In the corner. It's like like my like my abilities in Smash Brothers, why stop at ten? Just keep going <laughs> until you either knock Alberto out of the stadium or he eventually counters. Like just why why stop at ten? Just keep on going. It's like that dumb you, you think you think you're doing a punch every half second and you only have till the count of five. So a ten count is just as just long enough that you can keep your opponent in the corner before the ref DQs you. That's true, but it's just like, come on. William Regal would be proud of that kayfabe explanation. <laughs> uh, I love Christian, it. Christian goes for a spear, but Del Rio counters it with a drop kick to his face. That yeah, was that was awesome. so good. Oh, that was it was really, so good. And really then good. Jerry Lawler had the perfect quote saying, his face is starting to look like hamburger meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Del Rio <laughs> calls for the cross arm breaker. He goes for it, but Christian counters it into like a 619 type slap in the face thing. Del Rio yeah, hits Christian weird. with a super kick, but only gets a two count. Del Rio pulls out his knee pad for a knee strike, but Christian counters with a roll up, and Del Rio kicks out. Christian hits Del Rio with a spear. A great looking spear, too, but Christian's shoulder is hurt, and he can't make the pin. Del Rio gets a burst of energy and locks in the cross arm breaker on Christian. Christian does this fantastic job of trying his hardest to get out and selling the pain he is in, but he ends up tapping. Del Rio retains his title via submission in 12 minutes and 30 seconds. Oh my God, look at baby Renee Young. Yeah. <laughs> I she, she's been a, doing it a while. 
<laughs> I had no idea she was in the company at this point. I like when I was watching through this, I didn't remember it all. I remember it now thinking of her like J Bo and Cole show. But oh my god, she interviews Del Rio in the ring after the match, and he cuts like a bland promo on how he's representing Latinos. They wanted to be a heel, but kind of a babyface. It's weird. Uh, what did you think about Del the Rio's match, just Noobs? Weird, man. I thought it was a very fun match. I'm even though it's years later and I wasn't paying attention now, I am upset. <laughs> Christian is the best. Yes. Also, he has made it onto I think every pay-per-view that we have done on this show it's so far. It's entirely possible yep. that he has I'm been pretty every positive. Show. Yeah, mm-hmm. cuz he was on I think he was on every yeah, he was on. Wow, I didn't thought about that. Yep, Jesus yep. Christ, you're yeah. right. He's on every yeah. single pay per view we watched so far. Yeah, so yep. far, every one that we've covered, oh except my. for if you don't count the Christmas special. No, I that don't doesn't know count. if he was in the crowd those, when they were doing those, the song. Those don't count. Those <laughs> but are, those are uh uh yeah, but no, because he was still out for injury at that time. He didn't show up until June 2013. Um, yeah. but no, that doesn't count. Yeah, he's been in every. Wow, I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. Holy shit. It's God crazy. Bless Christian. I love Christian. Mm-hmm. It, God bless him. He's the best person on this planet, and I will fight yes. anyone who thinks yes. else. Is it because y'all look alike, noobs? Listen, <laughs> listen. I can't look like I can't look like John Hedder and Christian at the same time. Okay. Who the fuck needs glasses saying you look like John Hedder? There's a few people that do, and I, it's I because it when like... I used to have longer hair. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Maybe. But you have, you have but Christian's it's just build. Just yeah, you, I'm lanky. Just, and just both all, of y'all's heads come at the same type of point. Yes, your skulls kind of like have the same. Oh arch. my god! God damn but, it! Now I have an idea for. Okay, there you all go. right. There you go, Captain. I guess I look like you, Christian. I love you, Boo. <laughs> so, so this, this Christmas idea. you're just gonna go. This Christmas, this Halloween you're just gonna go out with a big blue dot on your face. <laughs> oh my god that'd be amazing it, it would be the most a blue dot inside... on your face with the christian tights would be perfect god, no, no, that's no, no, the no, most no. inside there... inside inside joke possible there are mm-hmm. a few people that i usually go to christmas things with yeah that would get the idea oh yeah that would get it so good oh my god well uh, I... but yeah like i love this plan I... Yeah, this is a good shit, plan i do okay <laughs> let's initiate remember... this plan I remember people talking, like, I remember watching the show and enjoying this match. Uh, I remember people talking after the fact about, like, when discussing this show in hindsight about, like, oh, yeah, you know, Cena and Brian and Brock and, and, and Punk. But, man, everybody sleeps on that Christian Del Rio match. And, like, yeah, it was way, way better than I remember. Like, when I finished watching it, I was like, yeah. this might be the second best match on the show. But then I watched, the, then I remembered, oh, yeah, no, I like, finishing Brock and Punk, like, yeah, no, Brock and Punk like, just blew the makes this number that, three that's, at best. That's a close. Yeah. It's a close third best match on the show. Yeah, uh, it's it's what insane. Did, what what do you think, Jesse? What do you have to say? I mean, yay, Christian. <laughs> yeah, good. Like, um, it is crazy. He's been on like every fucking pay per view we've it's watched. It's wild. Um, yeah. I don't know. Covering, I don't care. Co- I can't care about Del Rio matches anymore. But Christian's girl always great. That's the thing. So. Yeah, it like, is if weird. Was, if this was like Del Rio and Sheamus, like I would not care. But Del Rio and Christian, yeah, no, I'm in. Yeah, like it's weird because I missed all of Del Rio's run when I was you watching, didn't miss much. like for wrestling yeah. re- uh, when you I was watching it. Push, but push it's just like now flounder. when I look back at what has happened, it's really hard not to take those glasses off. 
And yep. like yep. you can just yep. see how like you can't see it in ring, but it's just like God with the pushes that they were doing just because they were doing that um yep. uh, that um uh, Latino market push yep. and just yeah it's not all of it. It's just different. like I mean what really it's, sucks it's not that is... different to gender. Yeah, it's not that different gender. It just it just genders didn't last anywhere near as long. It's just that gender just seems punk- to be like a decent human being, yes, and not well, a yeah. piece of garbage. But, uh, yeah, Del Rio actually like I don't know. It's weird. Um, Del Rio got reactions, I guess, because be- yeah, they hadn't had because there wasn't a Latino guy that much because yeah, Ray like, was kind of flopping around at this point. And, and Del Rio, um, like, that was the whole point of Del Rio was coming in to fill in that spot. Yeah, if you're trying to get that type of uh uh also because sin cara flopped like a motherfucker yes. that's um, really what this and is then, and then people were okay with del rio because sin cara was horrific also wasn't like, sin cara the guy that like broke his pinky and called off yeah, the match well, he like hurt his pinky yeah. and like kind of waved a match off yes it was yeah, yeah i think that also <sighs> didn't help him at like, all so well he del refused rio. to learn english too and a yes whole he bunch also of refused to learn english Ooh, and he refused that's to not go good. he refused to go to fcw and like we're in the WWE style, and he was the was, first like Triple H exclusive signing. Yeah, Triple like, H. He was Triple H's H's trying project. to get him in. Yeah, and, and it, it so, did not work. Yeah, because yeah, the guy behind the triple the Sin Cara mask now used to be Hunico. It is not the original Sin Cara. Yes, uh, the original Sin Cara is a guy named Mystico, and he got released and went back to uh, Mexico. Yeah, barely early. Uh, we are only an hour into the show. There's only four matches left, but two of those matches are piss breaks. We get a promo for SummerSlam Access, which was a thing until 2014. Uh, SummerSlam 2014 came around. They were trying to cut costs because uh, they were they'd eaten a lot of money on the network. Yep. Uh, yeah. Miz, ba- Miz backstage is interviewing Maria Menudos. She wrestled a tag match with Natty at Access, and they're interrupted by Fandango and Summer Rae again. And getting rillied. Really? Yep. When- really? Mentioning SummerSlam access, Lawler mentions that they announced the roster of the upcoming WWE 2K14 game, which is a panel that will live in infamy. The panel was hosted by JR and featured Ric Flair. This is only five months after Rick's son Reed overdosed. There's oh, no reason for that's Rick to be right. there. And Rick was obviously drunk, making off-color comments and telling stories and whatnot that weren't relevant or appropriate. The people at 2K were pissed. WWE was pissed, and it all fell onto JR, who was fired shortly after. It just makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, Some people claim that, like, some people try and act like JR was also drunk. Those people were stupid. Yeah, I remember the first thing I heard was that JR said the wrong stuff, but then I found out later that it was about... No, they, actually, they no. Him. I think you were the one that told me that it they was about blamed Flair. him on not being able to control Ric Flair. They're basically yeah, like, it's it really was your stupid. job to control Ric Flair. He should not have been out there in the first place. He like Reed's death wrecked him. Uh huh. Like, yep. Obviously, like it would anybody. He should not yep. have been out there. He shouldn't have. Next up is Natalia versus Brie Bella. Speaking of piss breaks. And then he's yep. out first, joined by Cameron and Naomi, followed by Brie, Nikki, and Eva Marie. Oh, Eva yeah. Marie. The d- oh I, my god, yeah, I was, I wrote, I'm reminded Eva Marie exists, holy I fuck. I loved Eva Marie. She Why? Was, she was a terrible wrestler and an awful promo, but I loved how mad she made fuckboy wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, I loved it. 
Yeah. And they were finally figuring something out with her in 2016 after the brand split. She had this great yeah. gimmick of constantly advertising her in-ring re-debut, and then something outlandish <sighs> would happen to thwart it. Wasn't like, she, yeah. like, having, like, like wardrobe malfunctions she, like, yeah, and like, shit like, like that? Yeah, like, she was out yeah. there, and then, like, her strap, like, on her gear broke, and then, like, oh, hey, sorry, like... Like I'm, I'm feeling bloated today. She'd come out and yeah. she had her own. Her theme started with like a, a voiceover Eva from a guy. It's like, like yeah. ladies and gentlemen. It was so good, so good. But, but I think then, she just got tired of it and left. No, no. Really? She was supposed to actually wrestle in a six woman tag at SummerSlam 2016, but shortly uh-huh. before then, she got a 30 day suspension from a wellness policy violation. Yeah, um, that's right. Claimed... That was the same wellness violation that Roman Reigns got hit with. I think. Was it? No. Yeah. Like it was the same it was the same oh, drop yeah. of the foot. It was the same like... area. I think yeah. Paige also got popped with that one. Um and maybe Del Rio as well. Uh but what happened? Uh Eva Marie, she claims and I I have no reason not to believe her. It was Adderall that she had a prescription for, but she didn't she she turned the paperwork into it. And oh. so it got popped. But that just kind of stalled it, like, after 30 days, like, it was, like, because she wasn't able to be in the SummerSlam match, uh, and they worded out, like, with something to go along with the existing gimmick, where they were like, oh, she's stuck in traffic. So she was replaced by a returning Nikki Bella, who was out after her first neck injury. But it just kind of stalled. She was, she never appeared on TV again after that, and she was released in the summer of 2017, after a year off TV. Wow. So... This match is fine. I mean, the crowd are bad. Yeah. I mean, they... there's a there's a there's a quote from Lawler that doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Total Divas show. I DVR it, watch it back to back, over oh, and over. No. Oh no. I also think someone needs to call the cops on Lawler yes. for masturbating to his yep. coworkers. Yep. The crowd are just chanting JBL <sighs> and Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler, we want tables. Which is we funny given tables. that Natty was just in a tables match, but they're just not paying attention or caring. And I, it's not the performer's fault. There's some incredible talent in and around this match. Natty's an all-timer. Bree, Nikki, and Naomi, they're all great. But this is the... Eva Marie look, yeah. <laughs> looking like none of the gears are yep. turning at all times. God, you want to talk about how bad uh, Cameron is, though? When she tackles oh, Eva Marie, bad. she almost tripped up Naomi. Cameron's bad. Cameron's I did. the worst. Yeah. Maybe you the don't best need Cameron to know thing. Cameron, noobs. Cameron was, was fighting Naomi. She had Naomi face down, like, on her belly. And she was, like, straddling Naomi's back. And she starts yelling at the ref to count the pin. Even though Naomi's shoulders were, like, uh, her, her shoulders weren't on the mat. Her shoulders were facing the ceiling. Beautiful. Yeah. God. Oh, I remember seeing yes. that gif somewhere. Yes. And it's like, oh, oh so no. This He's is the, the culmination of the Divas era. It is years of them being afterthoughts. Especially since this match is there just to prevent total Divas. Which I take no umbrage with. I know for a fact... There are people who have gotten into wrestling who never paid it any mind after watching Total Divas. I think Total Divas is great. But the type of fan you get at SummerSlam aren't the types who are going to give them that benefit of the doubt. They're the type who are going to try to get a We Want Rider Woo 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 chant going, even though he was as much of an afterthought as the Divas division at this point. But, well, you fill in the blanks. Yep. Decent match. <laughs> Natty's great. The sharpshooter always gets a pop. Natty wins by submission in 519. Oh, hey, I forgot about bulk and or skull version of Ryback. Yeah. 
Well, that's not it yet. This is I hate bullies, so I'm gonna be a piece of shit, Ryback. I mean, still kind of, but yeah, like I mean, yeah. he says "feeling moron" when the guy was better. when the yes. guy was trying to do it. Yeah, like we get a shot of him. He's like, Sorry. "The soup is cold." Just... He's like, "It's it's gazpacho." Yeah, uh, like cold soup. He pours the soup down his shirt, puts this like dumps the soup on his head, and says, "Feed me, moron," which I laughed at. Which is exactly what the guy was trying to do. Yes, you but like, dumb like, that's, fuck. That's what bullies do. It, like he's not. Yeah. He's not supposed to do anything. He's like his actions aren't supposed to be logical. They're supposed to be a douchebag. And then, yeah, like it was a good setup, but it's still a bad story. And yeah, and yeah, then speaking of douchebags, Jr. Um, uh, I keep saying Jr. I shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> Lawler bringing up the Be a Star program while sitting at the yep. same table as JBL. It's yep. so great. What a great uh -huh. little thing to have right there. Just fun yeah. fact. JBL's a the... piece of shit. Oh, uh, that is a fun fact. fact. This is the it's only SummerSlam this is the only SummerSlam since Brock's return in 2012 where Brock didn't main event. Really? Versus Triple H in 2012 versus Cena in 2013 or 2014 versus Taker in 2015 versus Orton in 2016 versus everyone in 2017 and versus <laughs> Roman in 2018. This is the only one that Brock has like SummerSlam since 2012 has kind of been Brock's show. Wow. Oh. AKA fuck punk you're not good enough do this for me buddy. Yep. Very underrated video package for this match because it includes footage from the CM Punk documentary. Like it's yes. real like interviews it's not campaign. i always hated Great. that how that documentary like wasn't good enough to be a dvd and it came out right around the time it that punk DVD. like quit um it was available on youtube first oh i i remember it being on dvd because i remember buying the dvd it, it probably did but it was released on youtube first because that's where i watched it and it was like and it was released like a month after or a few months before a few or months maybe before, maybe um, you just watched you a rip somebody uploaded on YouTube. No, no, it was on. I, no, no, it was on no, WWE. I bought, I bought that DVD like a year. I bought that DVD before this SummerSlam. Mm. That DVD was out way like that DVD was out a long because the footage was in the package. No, I know. I, I I swear it was on like the WWE YouTube, but it's fine. I'm curious. Anyways, no, I'm gonna find out when it's got released. <laughs> it's gonna bother me. Uh, okay, came out uh, November 19th, 2013. Okay, right. Still. Yeah, and I think it was around that time. I don't, I don't remember it ever being on YouTube, but regardless, it's neither here nor there. Uh, man, this show is front-loaded. The first half hour was kind of a slog, but once you get to the Del Rio Christian match, it is rolling. Uh, yeah. Seeing Brock's entrance reminds me of the best thing I saw at WrestleMania weekend. I was at WrestleMania Access, and they have this little house show entrance ramp set up, and you can get in line and pick a superstar. And they'll cue their music, and you can come out and do their entrance, and they'll film it and upload it to a site and give you the link, and you can download it and share it and whatnot. It's cool. Whole lot of kids doing John Cena. Also, a lot of people doing Undisputed Era. Like, a lot. Like, probably the second most often, like, uh, it was Cena and then Undisputed Era that I heard the most. Nice. Brock's yeah, music cool. hits. And this kid couldn't have been a day over 11 or 12 comes out doing Brock's entrance. And his dad is standing there next to him playing the part of Heyman. And both the kid and the dad absolutely nailed all of the little nuances of the entrance. And it was so good Aww. and <laughs> so wholesome. And everyone popped for it. Everyone who saw it cheered so hard for this kid and his dad. It was awesome. That's so fucking great. God. 
I have been waiting a very long time to be able to do this. That is but, the music that I want to hear for the rumble every I just wanna, year. Yeah, like I don't even know if I want Punk back as much as I just want him to come through so we can hear the music to get that feeling and then he yes. can go away again. Like, <laughs> because he's 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 actively wanted to burn bridges like a fuckhead. So it's, it's hard it's, to It's so interesting for to him. me to think about how much of an impact Punk has had on me as a wrestling fan. I've been yeah. watching for six and a half years. Five of those have been without Punk, and yet, to this day, he is still one of my favorites, and I still miss him. I still want him to come back, Dude. even though I know he's an asshole. Even though I know I he's burned so many I bridges. I still want yeah. him to come back, even though it's not I got to happen. watch his entire WWE run, because yeah. I was there when he debuted in uh, ECW. Uh, ECW. Yeah, so so it's and that's when I started. It was the same year he was in the company. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And see, for me, I completely missed his yeah. run. Yeah. And I still, still want it. it. Yeah. Yep. Man. Like, I just, I don't give a shit how bad of a person he is. Just yeah. give me that living color. Give me that yes. mic. Yes, yeah. just... Give me, like, him being the best Ugh. promo in the company. And just all of the dream matches now. Like, him and Samoa yeah, Joe going at it again. Ugh. Oh. For the first time in like 12, 13 years. Him and Brian. Seriously. Him oh. and AJ Styles. Him and Are AJ. You kidding yeah, me? Because he and Brian had a WWE championship rivalry in the early 2012 that doesn't yeah. get talked about. Oh and my God. so good. But they weren't yeah. in the main event but, um, because John Cena versus, J or versus uh, John Laurinaitis. John Laurinaitis. Yeah. But yeah. Him versus <laughs> Joe. Him versus Styles. Him versus Nakamura. I'm pretty sure Punk versus Style is like our indie era equivalent of Taker versus Sting. No, it really is. No, no, uh -huh. indie, no. It's it's fucking Styles versus Omega. Yeah. That is much higher. I don't know if I they've think. ever gone. Well, they were in the ring together and shit. But they, they've but been they around. Never wrestled, but Punk, they've never yeah, wrestled. But, 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 but Punk I know what you're talking and about. AJ Punk and Styles hasn't even like breathed the same air. Yeah, Current things that could like, actually happen. Yes, yeah. It's because I know like, we're we're doing this thing where it's like punk. Yeah, he could come back. He's not coming back. back. He's, He's never. never coming back. He's never coming yeah. back. It Man. sucks though. It's I mean, like we, they didn't yeah. have WWE did not have the balls while Ziggler was doing his whole run where he would like have <laughs> the Undertaker <laughs> entrance and shit like that. All they needed to do was get mm. that heat. Yeah, let's go. Well, that would have Punk would have slapped him with a lawsuit again. I'm no, sure. they, no, he wouldn't have. No, they, they wouldn't have. He doesn't they, own they, living color. They did that after Punk walked out when she, when yeah. Raw was in Chicago. Yeah, they had Heyman come out. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 but but that was part of his lo lawsuit was, was defamation stuff when Heyman came out to that and did that whole speech. It was, you mean the no. lawsuit that didn't go anywhere? Did it not? Yeah. I, I thought it was part no. of everything else. The only no, two okay. lawsuits that he no. had were the the one with the doctor and, and the then doctor the one where him. 2K. Yeah, yeah the, the doctor okay. sued Punk. Punk did not sue the doctor. Yeah, and then okay. WWE, like the 2K yeah. sports thing, can you hear me now kind of a thing, that was the other lawsuit yeah. that came up. Like oh, okay, that's a, like like CM Punk does not own the footage. Like WWE has full carte blanche to use anything that he, any footage of him from when he was okay. on WWE cameras. Like that includes I mean, Titan. Trump. I mean, sh 
Shit, look at the most, I think it's the most recent episode of the Edge and Christian show. They do a CM Punk joke. They do. Like, yeah, they do I it, just... and they you can tell it's CM Punk on the word. They're bleeping it out, but it's yep. like... Oh, yeah. They're doing it. Like, yeah, oh, he'll God. never come back. Like, honestly, though... Punk has like, signed if, if... with Cage Fury Fighting Championship, Are whatever that serious? is. Are you serious? He's still yeah, he do, trying to do him. MMA? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, he's got the money to fulfill his dream of sucking. He does. Good for him. Yeah. Like, go do you, boo boo. Like, yeah. Although, I still think it is hilarious and hypocritical that his biggest complaint with the WWE were people like Brock walking in the door and going straight to the top, and he walks in the door at UFC and immediately gets two main card UFC pay-per-view matches, and he stinks both of them up. Like, it's the most hypocritical thing. And there were so many CM Punk stands. And I'm a huge CM Punk fan, but even I could look at that and go, dude, this isn't... You're, you've become what you hate. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He absolutely has. It's the same thing with it Cena sucks. and The Rock. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> all I'm so, like, the thing that makes me mad is that Dwayne is headlining WrestleMania next year, and I'm not, while you are just waltzing in the door past fighters who have been working, who have been their getting their lives faces... lives Who have been for. getting their faces punched yeah. in every three months for $5,000, <sighs> and you're waltzing in to a main card UFC match and getting destroyed both times. Yeah. And he will, like, I, I, he will have to prove himself something fierce to get back. Because even Dana White was like, maybe this is a mistake. Yeah. Dana White said he would never fight again. Well, Dana White said that the guy that Punk fought would never fight in the UFC. Oh, again. that's right. Yeah, because that, that guy, that guy was cocky as hell. That that's guy right. didn't end the fight. He just toyed with him the whole time. Yeah. And and made it go all the way to very a embarrassing. Yes, very. it was an embarrassing fight. Hey, but he he said with Punk, he's like, hey, he probably won't come back. I don't think UFC's for him. Um. Yeah. But we have Lesnar and Punk. Man, Such. it is it is nice to hear a thundering CM Punk chant without getting annoyed about it. Yeah, that's very true. God, he's still white hot at this point. He's Wait until so about over. three more episodes, Adam, because yep. boy, howdy. Yep. Yeah, I know. Yep. You can I, tell. Yeah. But like, I, I had heard about this match a lot. Oh, man. But I had never seen it up until watching it for this show. And yeah. it's just like... Good lord. So good. <sighs> you could tell early on that this is a match that Lesnar is into because he's not just on autopilot. Yeah, he he's is not selling. Oh my god. This yeah, is so and this good. isn't and this is before unbeatable monster Brock. Yep, this is where, before like, he ended the streak. And you can and you can play out a lot the idea that um Punk isn't, you know, stronger as much as he's just tougher. Yeah. than other people because because he doesn't like go down the same way that like brian or aj had to yeah um and honestly a no dq match is the only way i yes. would ever face brock lesnar yep. i would bring a 12 gauge <laughs> shotgun into the ring and just be like no come at me i dare you yep. <laughs> like let's go <laughs> that's you the only them, way <laughs> want to keep them kneecaps you'll turn around and walk away boy <laughs> oh <my God>. uh <laughs> Brock sells a knee from Punk beautifully and falls to the ground, then eats a suicide dive. Punk counters Brock and sends him into a ring post, somehow not busting Brock wide open in the process, because that's usually how it goes when Brock gets sent into a ring post. Yeah. They hadn't started doing that yet. Yep. Punk takes out Lesnar with an elbow from... Also, it's important to remember, Lesnar in this match is coming off of a loss. Or is coming off of... So, Lesnar came back at Extreme Rules 2012 and lost to Cena. Then he beat Triple H at SummerSlam 2012. 
Then he lost to Triple H at Mania 29. Then he beat Triple H at Extreme Rules the next month. So he is yep. like two and two coming into this match since his return. He is not really. The I thought he. Yes. God, no, I could have sworn he came in match. with. Uh, no, wait. He, the Cena match in 2014 lost. is SummerSlam, right? Yeah. You know, he he. No, that's Cena 2016. Extre- no, no, no. It was 2014 where he fought Cena at at, at SummerSlam, but at where Extreme he just manhandled Rules, him right at Extreme in Rules in yeah. 2012. That was Brock's right. first match since he came back. It was against Cena, and Brock lost. Yeah, Cena won. Wow, Brock yes. wasn't the undefeatable monster till he ended the streak. Like, honest, yes, it was ending the streak that did it. And also, you like you could say a lot of things about like why people do things backstage and Vince McMahon. And usually, it's bullshit. I one hundred percent believe that uh, that Brock losing that match to Cena was to put him in his place. Like, yeah, you're back now. But like we're not, you're not coming back with a win over Cena. You okay, left, that's... you sued us, you like did all of this, and we're happy to have you, you back because you're a big yeah. money draw. You, you ruined yeah. Goldberg versus Lesnar. Yes. Yep. At uh, WrestleMania 21, the yep. fuck when both y'all fuckers were in your prime. Yep. Ugh. Uh, what a punk. shit match. Let's yes. never, <laughs> let's never cover that fucking pay per view. Oh, oh, man, but that's a great show, except for that match. Uh, is it yeah, though? what are you talking about? Yes. That's WrestleMania 20, dude. Yeah, WrestleMania I mean, 20 is awesome. It's okay. sad. You, you, it's you were the one sad. who was like, we gotta cover the Eddie yeah. stuff. That's part of the like, Eddie stuff, my man. Listen, listen, WrestleMania 20 I is very, very sad. Yeah, it's very sad in retrospect, but it's a great show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Punk takes Lesnar out with an elbow from the announce table, and he goes after Heyman, uh, but Lesnar recovers and uses the distraction to send Punk back into the ring and batter him. That's probably the dumbest thing I've yep. ever seen Punk do. Let's turn our back on a breathing yes. Brock Lesnar. So, so much of this <laughs> on a breathing Brock Lesnar. That's so, so much good. Of, yeah, like Punk loses his match because never of his obsession with Heyman, which I think is an interesting character thing, and it kind of puts an asterisk next to Brock's win. But I loved so. you. Uh, Punk does gets back answers, enough yeah. to get onto the top rope, but Lesnar grabs him and sends him, uh, grabs him out as flying nothing and hits him with the fallaway slam. Because this is before full-on Suplex City. Yeah. These are both incredibly sweaty men. I forget oh, I, how sweaty Punk got. I have a <laughs> comment, like, when when Punk took him down at first with the knee kick, like, at the beginning yeah. of the match, the sweat from Lesnar on the floor, Matt, makes it look like a blood pool. Yes. Yeah, it's just Les- is like, God, what Lesnar's the fuck? so sweaty. Also, uh, yes. random thing about Lesnar, and... I know the dude is jacked beyond belief, but does he do leg day? I was about to say, no. he got the little chicken legs. It like, yeah, let's just got little chicken legs. He does skip the leg day, you can tell, but the rest of his body makes it look like he sure yeah, does. He's, he's got those little bitty, pale, little skinny chicken legs. He's, it's, he's it's Larry so the Lobster weird. from SpongeBob. He oh, really I is. was thinking, I was thinking he was that um, uh, he was that episode of The Simpsons where Millhouse was jacked. <laughs> as a, like as a teenager and like he's like yelling is it because of my weak ankles it's the <laughs> only way that i can't gain mass <laughs> so crying uh, nice. yeah like i love lesnar's little chicken legs like they're uh it's so weird uh, like lesnar fights out of a headlock by lesnar and bites his ear which is listen yes. listen listen punk is just looking for a healthy dose of cauliflower it's exactly. okay it's okay exactly <laughs> 
Uh, he delivers a bunch of handful, a handful of kicks and elbows to Lesnar. Lesnar staggers around the ring, punch drunk, which was awesome. It was a great sell. I'd love to see him do that more often. It Punk's got really some great cool. kicks too. Like they they really uh, insinuated like yes. how devastating Punk's kicks are. Because Punk is all like Muay Thai, and that's yeah, all yeah. like is a weird thing. You know, Krav Maga, that type of martial art that's like big in UFC. Yeah. The yeah. son of the guy who created Krav Maga is a professional Dota 2 player. That's <laughs> neither here nor there. It's just a weird thing. That's a weird... Yeah, that's, that's a weird awesome. statement. Also, I learned from this uh, past week's Pritchard show that Minji Nokerlin's son is a professional hockey player for the New York Islanders. Yeah, oh. bless him and bless yeah. Okerlin. I Yep. Uh, Punk goes to the top rope and hits Lesnar with a flying knee, which Lesnar sells great. Lesnar gets to his feet in the corner, and Punk delivers two more running knees. Punk goes for a third, but Lesnar catches him and attempts an F5. Punk fights out and catches Lesnar with a roundhouse kick. Punk gets to the top rope and delivers one of his shit macho man elbows for a two count. <laughs> like, the perfect example of how much of kind of a dickhead that CM Punk is. He's, those elbows were never great, and the more people complained about them, the worse they got. Like, he intentionally yeah. did them worse. Because yeah, people complained about how bad they were. Uh, no Punk calls dumb. for the GTS, but Lesnar fights out of it and gets him in the F5. But Punk fights out again and takes Lesnar out with a kick. Uh, Punk gets Lesnar up for the GTS, but Lesnar counters it into a standing Kimura lock, which was great. That looked amazing, yes, by the way. Yes, this is a, it's a yes. great sequence. Lesnar gets Punk on the mat, but Punk rolls it over and attempts to get Lesnar an armbar, delivering shots to Lesnar's head with his calf to make Lesnar separate his hands. Lesnar rolls it over, and Punk transitions the armbar into a triangle choke. Then Lesnar powers out, picks Punk up, powerbombs him on the mat, but when the powerbomb lands, Punk locks the triangle in again! Yeah, I forgot how good it's this match was. It's such a good sequence, but I, the other thing is... Punk, the number one thing that Punk does in this match is sell the oh shit, I fucked up eyes. Yes. Like yes, he just yeah. like, oh god, what have I done? <laughs> I oh, love shit. it. Oh shit, oh shit. Uh, Lesnar gets Punk up again, but Punk powers out and gets Lesnar in the corner with a flurry of elbows, but Lesnar hits Punk with a running power bomb. Previews of SummerSlam 2014 as Lesnar chains together a series of suplexes onto Punk for a two count. Up until this point, the match hasn't really been no DQ other than being no countouts and some light ring step usage. Not anymore, as Lesnar slowly walks past the announce table and picks up a chair. Punk runs Because that's what he needs. Yes, and mm -hmm. delivers an elbow to Brock. Brock got the chair up, but I think we're meant to believe that Brock still took most of the punishment. It's hard to tell. We Punk did recovered. miss. We did huh? miss when, um, uh, when um, Brock did those suplexes. Yes. There was an Eddie chant in the crowd. Oh yeah, because that's what because they mentioned it on commentary. Yeah, I I yeah. was crying a little bit oh, on that man. one. I was just like, oh, "Yep, man. It's perfect. That's so beautiful." Uh, Punk recovers, picks up the chair, and tees off on Brock with it. He gets Lesnar back in the ring and swings the chair at him, but Lesnar catches it and yanks it away. He hits Punk with the chair, or he goes to hit Punk with the chair. Punk hits him with a low blow. Afterwards, Punk says, "Where's your cup now, UFC boy?" God, I love oh, my it. God. Punk gets the chair and goes up to the top rope and he delivers another shit Macho Man elbow but with the chair this time, so that was cool, I guess. Only gets a two count. Punk gets up and batters Brock with the chair again until Heyman gets on the ring apron and yanks the chair away from Punk. Punk grabs Heyman's tie and Lesnar grabs him for an F5, but Punk grabs Heyman's tie so again good. preventing Lesnar from hitting the F5. Oh, it was great. Let go! Let go! Let He's go. choking me! He's choking me! 
Even, even, and you again, you can see uh, Lesnar into it. He's like, let him go. Like, he's yeah. actually playing into it, too. Yes. Lesnar yanks Punk back in the ring, but drops him. Punk gets him up and hits him with the GTS, which is a great move, but doesn't work. He, he, Lesnar's too big for the GTS. A perfect dude to take a GTS is someone like Rollins or Jericho, right in the middle ground, not too tall or bulky, and can yeah. really sell the impact. Somebody like Brock, they're just too tall to sell that impact. Uh, yeah but it still didn't look so bad oh no still great but uh like somebody like a like a seth rollins i think seth rollins has the best uh gts cells punk yeah. covers lesnar and gets the visual victory because lesnar doesn't kick out but Heyman does break up the pin yeah punk sees his chance and Heyman leaves the ring punk follows Heyman gets back in the ring as punk enters lesnar gets uh, punk up and attempts the f5 but punk counters it into a ddt yeah, oh that god. was so so good. Oh my god! Then one, one of the best F five counters. Yes, Punk locks in the Anaconda Vice. Heyman gets which I the feel chair. like I feel like we hadn't seen the Anaconda Vice in like two or three years up at this point. No, um, he was using it. Like he got, he won several of his championship matches the previous year with the Anaconda Vice. Did it? I guess oh, he yeah. did have a submission match with Brian, didn't he? Yeah, like he. It was very much a thing. Um, it was kind of a rare. Th- thing though i think he didn't win like. with it very often but he pulled it out uh yeah. every now and again mm-hmm. uh Heyman gets in the ring with a chair to break the hold but punk sees it and stomps on the chair he gets Heyman to his feet and punches him square in the face and then locks in the anaconda device on Heyman. lesnar has recovered during all of this and cracks punk with the chair over and over and over again before finally getting him up and delivering an f5 onto the chair for the pin and the win in 25 minutes and 17 seconds Lesnar leaves, Punk gets a standing ovation, and we end with Punk's music playing as he slowly makes his way to the back. Uh, what did you think about that match, noobs? I, my, la- my last note on this is just like the crowd recognition on Punk and when they played his music, it's just like, just come back. Like, even though it won't happen, it's just like, yeah. you, you're too good to they, not come back, yeah. you motherfucker. They, they love you. Yeah. We love and, you, and he and he doesn't care. Nope, he doesn't. and that's okay though. Yeah, that's he doesn't, okay. He doesn't, he doesn't need the money. Care. Like he's got yeah. money. Yeah, it it doesn't matter. But it's just like I know it's all, I, it, it's uh, all the UFC fan me bullshit just wants money to now. See him hit. <laughs> mm-hmm. The fan me just wants to yep. hear that. Just yep. <laughs> like just yeah. hit. Oh. Like here's the thing. I think one day we'll see him back in the Hall of Fame or something like that. Yeah, like he will have a relationship with the WWE at some point. It might be in twenty years, but he'll come back one day. But I don't think we oh, ever see him listen, up six, the boots again. Six listen, year old if, CM Punk. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen, if Ultimate Warrior can come back, after you know, the yeah. San Martino can come back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like all. No, the, I agree. That's what I've always felt too. Yeah. It'll happen. Yeah. The fact that it seems like his his biggest resentment is Triple H. Yep, that's the uh, thing. that's kind that's, of looking a little yeah. bad. That's that's the stumbling block is that yeah. apparently he and Triple H did not get along. No, and it makes sense. Well, it it, I, it makes me very curious that like, and I think it has to do with the the uh, the CM Punk's development through the company because you look at guys like Seth Rollins and yes. Adam Cole and they're Triple H's boys, but they were what cm punk was when he came in and i think here's the thing triple h didn't have a hand in making or talking yes. 
with Punk, and there's probably even a chance that Triple H extended his hand to help Punk out, and Punk's like, nah, I don't need it. I feel like and if that Triple probably... H and Punk sat down today, it would be a different story, but I don't yeah. think Punk would be willing to do it. Yeah. You know? That's I the mean, thing. Punk's like, what, I think 41, Triple H is 100% more willing than, than Punk is, absolutely. Team Punk is 40 years old right now, so... Yep. It... Yeah. Possible. I mean, fucking Ric Flair wrestled until his 60s. Forever. But, yep. yeah. Especially Punk's technically still in shape doing UFC suicide matches. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, from there. Or, Jesse, what do you think? Sorry. As, I mean, not a lot to add. It's more. Second best, that, second best match on the it's card. It's more of that. Oh, yeah. It's One more of the best the hindsight, of the year. too. And it's kind of. Yeah, it's just. It's hard to talk about a punk match without just talking about punk's bullshit instead, like as I mean, we're doing. Um, um, this is a great guy of such a good no, match. No, like it is a good match, but it's just what 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 it'll it's just well, what it always boils think, down to because it's kind of hard that, to deal with. Well, I think part of that though is because this is the first time we have talked about CM Punk on this show, and also, therefore yeah, it is that's why we're we talking about his unload, bullshit. Yeah. Like, and it, in, it's going to be close to the last time too. Yes, what is it is? We got, we got, we got this. It's Rumble. Rumble's the last like, thing that he's in. Rumble, and we're not right, watching right. Rumble, so we're going from Hell in a Cell to Elimination Chamber. So we got this in Hell in yeah. a Cell, and then we he's skip gone. it. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, like that's the thing. Like I, I think it's very easy to like, for me at least. It's very easy just to talk about CM Punk matches because I he's one of my favorites. I he was the WWE no, yeah. champion when I started watching. But for this yes. show, it's like a historical thing. You know, it's the first time we talk. It's kind of like the in the uh, Royal Rumble 2001 episode where we have our whole you bit of thing. Like, Benoit, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, oh, yeah. I, great match. One of the best matches of the year. Would have been the best match on any show except this one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what, the Miz and Fandango, the Mix Max tag? Yes. Uh, we get footage from a live event in portland where they approached a fan and said hey we'll give you free tickets and travel and everything to SummerSlam if you get in the ring and take a splash from mark henry which is really weird but i would agree to that in a heartbeat yeah like there was one guy that said absolutely not it's like dude you're working yourself into a shoot like just take it you're not gonna get (laughs) injured it shows him getting tested by doctors and meeting a whole bunch of wrestlers and getting the full VIP treatment. Mark Henry comes out and gives him the safest splash I have ever seen. And then he is sitting in front of the announce table for the next match, which is Dolph Ziggler and Caitlin versus Big E and AJ Lee. Take a Remember shot said, every time Michael Cole says better than ringside better seats. Better than ringside seats. The bold fan. Fuck me. Man, I forgot about Big E's old theme and his baby powder entrance. It's Three such a good song. I need five. Because that God, was Big his gimmick. E's been in this company for a long time. That was that was Big E's gimmick in NXT. Was that he would beat people? The ref would count one, two, three, and he'd be like, "No, count to a five, because that's how bad he beat them. He would make the refs count two more. God. And this was before NXT was really a thing that we watched. Pete yes. never mentioned was, that he was NXT champion when he first came up. He was, and yeah. they never explained the three ain't enough. I need five thing. It's yep. so weird. Yep. Because like, NXT they, is so weird. You could only watch it on Hulu. Uh, yeah. Before the network, it was only really. And, uh, <sighs> and yeah, like they did not talk because Biggie was the reigning NXT champion when uh, when he got called up in like. It was like November 2012, like shortly before yeah. that. Um, uh, sh- or no, it was right before the Chris. It was right before TLC, because it was right yeah. before that Christmas episode of Raw we watched. Yeah. Um, uh, 
he was the reigning NXT champion, and they didn't. And he not was for a it. while because Bo Dallas didn't get it till like the middle of 2013, something like that. And then Bo Dallas held it till February 2014. Yeah. Um. Uh. This is a lot like the Natty slash Brie match. Everybody in it's very very talented, but it doesn't have much time, and it's right after Brock Punk. It is just a bad spot. Like something's got to go there, but man. Yeah. Uh, Biggie hits a really cool flying spinning splash thing onto Ziggler. Uh, <laughs> AJ tags Biggie in, and Ziggler comes in with a hot tag. I almost sped out my drink. <laughs> Ziggler had Biggie on the mat and was delivering his series of elbows to him, to which JBS said, That almost killed you, King. The night Jerry had his heart attack, he was in a yeah. match against Ziggler. Yeah, and, like, that's right. The doctors were saying that those elbows from Ziggler may have aggravated an already existing heart condition and led to that heart attack. Yep. Like, again, JBL's the worst human being I, listen, of I, all I, time. I, I, I kind of left. Because, <laughs> like, Lawler was immediately just like, yeah, it did. Like, he played into it. But Well, man. well um, I believe it's Lawler who christens that move the heart stopper later. He did. He did. does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he calls he, it the uh, heart stopper shortly yeah. after this. Yep, he, he's uh, like, "That's called the heart stopper, and I should know." Because listen, Lawler's a worker till the end. Yeah, wa- Lawler. True. Lawler pl- is is. I mean, he's still wrestling. Loyal he to still the wrestles. game. Lawler is loyal to yep. the game more than any of his wives. Uh, Biggie ah! gets Biggie gets Ziggler. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. Better than ringside seats. Uh, but Ziggler <laughs> counters it into a zigzag and gets the win in six minutes of 45 seconds. Not much to be said about that. But three ain't enough. I need six minutes. But Almost Dolph time. Ziggler is the new Christian of this era. Like, uh-huh. I will swear up and down, sure. he's the best worker in this company. Yeah, best pure in-ring worker. Absolutely. Yeah. It took like, me of, forever of this to come time. around to Ziggler. I, I, See, just I know, because he had a bad gimmick when he started special. out. Yeah, that well, too. he had a bad gimmick when he started out, and that soured you on him. And I, what to you know, the no, what I really soured, watching. what really, really soured me on Dolph Ziggler was when he teamed up with Vicky Guerrero to chase after the world heavyweight title from Edge, and the way he finally, quote unquote, won was Vicky stripped the title from Edge for some fucking reason, yeah. awarded it to Ziggler, and that same night had a title match defending it against Edge and lost it. And I was like, this is dumb. This dude's a waste of time. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, it is, but, like, why would I waste my time caring about Ziggler when he couldn't even, like, win his... That was his first title. That was yeah. his first world title. They yep. handed it to him literally from vacancy for no reason kayfabe yep. and then gave it right back to Edge. like what the fuck i mean they, they gave so, they did the they did the ray mysterio yeah but worse because like, he didn't even win the title through a true. match he got it handed he to just him. got it handed to him they, the triple it's h it's fucking yeah. the triple h in 22 2012 with the ray mysterio it's uh two great yeah, tastes yeah. to go great together um <laughs> miz is in the back with his hosting duties and interrupted by fandango again and as Fandango starts to say something, Miz cracks him with the forearm. Sure. Fine. Well, yeah. Main event time. Whew. The story of this match is that Vince is being heel Vince, and Babyface Triple H supports Daniel Bryan. I forgot <laughs> how much Brad Maddox was in this storyline. 
I have a fucking note Brad where it says Maddox. I have a feeling Brad Maddox wasn't fun to sit through. He was he was fine. Like he was he was just Vince, Vince's henchman. He's very like, honestly, bland. He's bland like, as fuck. He was like he was a fine uh general manager mouthpiece. I didn't dislike him. Like I thought he was kind like he was a little charismatic. He wasn't terrible on the mic. He would just come out there and parrot whatever Vince wanted him to say. He like in kayfabe, he did that role fairly well. He's a um, white Byron Saxton. Nah, nah, he's not that bland. I um, I thought he was. And like he again, he was supposed to be a charismatic douchey little heel guy and I knew, I just mm-hmm. and, didn't want to deal with him ever. Uh watching that um Christmas episode helps because now we don't have to fully explain who Bri- uh, Brad Maddox is. Thank everything. Yeah. Um, this shirt is a parody of yours, just like how you are a parody of a wrestler. This was so such good. a good feud. Babyface yeah. versus babyface, but they still made it personal and they still made it awesome. Guess yep. referee Triple H is out first on your knees, Doug. <laughs> also, also, I don't think I've ever brought, I maybe brought it up one time beforehand. How many water bottles has Triple H wasted? <laughs> oh man, he coming is... to the ring. Oh yeah, God, he is. I'm sure he there's is... a fucking YouTube video that maths that. Go find he it. He is a carbon footprint. Like <laughs> he doesn't even have hair uh-huh. in this match, and he still comes out with a water bottle. You gotta do the water spit, man. People pay for the water spit. <laughs> I just Fuck. that just to me hit me where I'm like, oh, holy great. shit. Yeah. Oh. Followed by the th- reason we're here, the biggest the best in the world, pop. my f- my favorite wrestler of all time, Daniel fucking Bryan, the American Huge Dragon. Huge pop. Everybody's on his side, and then the best thing: the music cuts out. They start preemptively booing before Cena's music hits. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he's getting almost like the 2011 Money in the Bank level. Yep. Boo. Yep. A boo. Yeah, pretty yep. much. Because people had a burning feeling this yep. was it. Yep. Like, I was really just like, they're they're going to feed Brian to Cena. I did not expect Brian to win. Yeah. Also, I, I, I genuinely did, though. I was, I don't know what it was, but I felt like it just made sense. But there's, that's probably also why I hate this fucking ending. Also, no, anyways, right? there's a weird thing that we haven't paid attention to where... Almost every match, there's at least one person coming down the ramp who points to the SummerSlam logo. It's still weird. It's weird. (laughs) It's really weird. Like, Cena points to it and yells, it's finally here. It's like, motherfucker, it's two and a half hours into the fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, it's been here. (laughs) Well, it's so weird. kind of the point where um, the big four was floundering a little and... SummerSlam was the only one still making money besides Mania, so they tried yeah. to make it like, feel SummerSlam, more like his second why, Mania. That's, that's why that's why JoJo sang in the beginning as well. Yeah, like that's why they had SummerSlam access. Like it was the it was like very much they tried to make it as big a deal as possible, like the road to yeah. SummerSlam and all that. And then they finally yeah. did it what two years later when they moved it to three uh, four hours long, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, also, yes. Random question: Were they both dating the Bellas at this point? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. so they were just facing... Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, Winner got to marry first. <laughs> <laughs> Winner's relationship that's, that's survives. That's the real story. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's horrifying. Jesus Christ. I really so, miss so, these Cena So Cena basically like, laid down for him, really. <laughs> exactly. 
Wow. He shaved points. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really miss these scene entrances where he comes out and like banners with the cameraman. But like before he ran out, he looked at him and said, Let's do it, Stu. So I assume the cameraman's name is Stuart. Just shows how charming John Cena is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cena. No, nah, man, he's that. talking to John Stewart. Cena has his left elbow in a brace. You can sort of see through the brace, but he is at horrifying growth on his elbow at the time. Yeah, yeah he shows it, it the night after. It's, it's bad. Whoa. It oh, looks like bad. a baseball just sticking and out. Yes. Listen, it is not good. Michael Cole doesn't always nail it, but when he does... Yes. For over 50 years, it's the most prestigious championship in sports entertainment. John Cena has held the WWE title 11 times. Daniel Bryan has never held the gold. And the question is, for Daniel Bryan tonight, will he become the next John Cena? Will he become the next Rock? Man, what a good call. Yeah. I have that quote in here too, yes. and I'm just like, this is an amazing call, but also is that a threat call? <laughs> like <Yes. laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my god. It sounds like so a threat good. to me. It's like, wait, he is already Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Actually he's Brian Danielson, but screw yes. you. The bell rings and we are You're going to come back as a dragon or Jude Law, or you're going to come back as anal beats. Oh, my God. The crowd is hot for this match. Oh, of course they are. Cena plays the crowd as they chant, you can't wrestle, as he locks up for Brian with a test of strength, like, easily overpowering it, but Brian keeps getting, like, his shoulders up and stuff. Great. Like, this match shows how good a technical wrestler John Cena can be. Yeah, it's like, those those you can't wrestle chants, it's like, um, were you there in 2011? Well, this is something else that, you know what, as bad as the Roman Reigns boos were, you know Uh what they, I guess they did this at the beginning of his singles push, but what I don't, what I don't miss, what I don't miss is you still suck. I haven't heard that chant in a while. I, and I'm so yeah, because, glad. Yeah, because Roman's been out for months because they were doing it to him like at SummerSlam. Yeah, like they they, they were doing. Were, you still suck to. They've Roman? been chanting you still every time Roman like when he was with the Shield they were doing you still suck like every huh. time like oh yeah they've been chanting you still suck to Roman consistently for like four years like this year's uh, yes the 2018 huh I did not I don't yeah. remember oh, yeah. that but all right. Because like, I remember, I very I, much. I remember them doing it a whole lot in the fall of 2017 when the Shield got together the first time. Because then I must for, be drowning that were, shit out. They were popping hard for Rollins and Ambrose, and then Roman would tag in and do something like they get the win, and so Rollins much. and Ambrose would be I celebrating. That. And then Roman would celebrate. And you still suck. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, yep. That's real quick, real quick. Yes. Shout out to the um uh, to the fan who brought a Jorts power sign with the night that Cena decided <laughs> to wear cargo shorts. Right. Oh, man. That guy feels like a fool. It's great. He's wearing cargo shorts during this run. It's really fun. Uh, Brian attempts the yes lock, but Cena rolls out of the ring, says something to the ringside doctor about his elbow, and then heads back to the ring, uh, slowing things down with a headlock. Brian attempts to pin Cena with a backslide, but Cena fights out of it, and then Brian attempts a surfboard submission that Cena gets out of. Cena gets Brian up for the AA, but Brian gets out of it and lands on the ring apron. But Cena, like, bounces off the ropes and shoulder box Brian off of the ring apron onto the floor. Brian hitting the announce table. Really good bump from Daniel. Cena gets out of the ring to work over Brian, but Brian counters and slings John in the ring steps. Then Brian gets Cena up on the ring steps and attempts a suplex. But Cena counters and suplexes Brian onto the floor. 
He hits Brian with a sit-out powerbomb, which isn't something you see from Cena that often. No. Uh, he's never been much of a powerbomb type of guy, but I really liked it. Yeah. I always thought he'd be good with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Cena, over the course of this match, does a great job of selling how evenly matched he is against Daniel. He comes across as someone who came into this match cocky, and he's slowly getting put into his place. Yeah. Very good like performance from Cena. Like you can tell he picks him he picks it up a little bit, like, yep. oh shit, I actually have to do this. Okay. Yep. Uh Daniel starts to take control, sending kicks to Cena in the corner, getting his comeback, flipping off the turnbuckle, and taking Cena out with a flying clothesline and delivering the yes kicks to a kne- kneeling Cena. But then Cena gets his comeback. Say it with me, boys. Shoulder tackle. Shoulder tackle. Shoulder tackle. Swing and a miss. miss. Sidewalk, Sidewalk slam. slam. You can't see can't me. See me. Five knuckle shuffle denied. Kick him in the face, Cena, as he leans over. Kick him in the fucking face. Brian goes for the yes lock, but Cena fights out, and Brian hits, finally hits Brian with the five knuckle shuffle. Man, how have we allowed for sixteen years for Cena's name, for Cena's signature move to be named after masturbation? Right. It's great that that it's just like the skeet 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 thing has has stayed on the radio. It's like. Yeah, yeah. White people still haven't figured out what that yeah, is. Still don't know. Yeah, but I mean that was his whole thing. It used, you know, I can't even the, remember when they the started STFU. calling it the attitude adjustment because it was the, it FU, was the FU, which and is I don't even remember F5. when they changed it. Yeah, it was parody F five, and the STF yep. was the STFU because it was yep. stand for shut the fuck up. Yep. Because an STF is an actual wrestling submission. Right, right. You just and, add which the is U and really ha, ha, clever ha. to add the U to it. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, it's, it's a pretty it was, good it idea. It was like 2005 when they went TVPG, I think. Uh, right you around mean the time 2015? Nope. They went, to, they went TVPG in like 2005, 2006. 2005? They went I TVPG thought it was later long. than that. Like, like, 2008 at the latest. Yeah. At the oh, latest. that... Hold on, WWP. Yeah, that doesn't because I was watching where they still were bleeding all the time. Ju- July PG era, they labeled the PG era wow. as summer two thousand eight. July twenty second, two thousand eight. Yeah. So around right. two thousand eight. Uh, I was about to say two thousand five was. I, yeah, five. Yeah, I was like, I there, there's no way at least that I can yeah. give you eight, but yeah. five is definitely like not twenty fifteen. No, no, uh, no. Cena gets Brian. I just up thought for the maybe you like just. Your brain no. lapsed 10 years or something. No, oh, yeah, no. I knew it was like mid-2000s, but I couldn't remember exactly. Yeah, 2008, July 22nd. All right, that's uh, fine. Cena gets Brian up for the AA, but Brian rolls out of it, kind of landing on his feet. Brian gets up on the top rope and delivers delivers a missile drop kick to Cena. Brian delivers kicks to Cena's elbows, but Cena ends up taking advantage and goes to the STF. But Brian counters and locks in the STF on Cena, and that's when you realize that both the STF and the Yes Lock are basically just cross faces and look exactly alike. Uh, yep. Because Cole is like, he's locked in the S-Lock, he's locked in the S-Lock. Oh, it's the STF, actually. Yeah. Uh, yep. the, the he corrects him, he's like, no! Yeah, the <laughs> STF, you have your opponent's leg uh, hooked. In the S-Lock, you have your opponent's arm hooked. Uh, they're both just modified cross faces. Yep. Um, Cena gets near the ropes, and Brian breaks the hold, pulling Cena back into the ring, and like with like holding onto his leg, and then yanks him in, like, yanks... Cena's back into Brian's chest and hits him with rolling German suplexes. Why doesn't Brian do that more often? They looked awesome, especially him doing someone them to yeah. like him Triple doing bridge those, suplex would be great. Like like him doing it to somebody Cena's size was awesome. And after the suplexes, yes. he gets Cena back on the mat and gets him in the yes lock. 
Cena fights out, but Brian holds on and gets him in a modified bear hug to bring him back down to the mat. But Cena gets a burst of energy and gets back to his feet, sending Brian into the corner a couple times, finally flinging Brian above his hand and, and above his head into the corner to free himself. I'm pretty sure this is like the first time, like that sequence is like five minutes long, and that entire time Brian's hands were on, like he had control of John Cena constantly. Yeah. It was so yeah. good, and shows how great a technical wrestler Cena can be. Brian yep. charges Cena, but Cena gets a burst of life and hits Brian with an attitude adjustment out of nowhere. One, two, Brian kicks out. <sighs> so good. Again, yep. vividly remember all of this. Like, <laughs> yeah. my mind watching this match. I was so... I don't know if I've ever been this... No, I was this invested at WrestleMania 30. Uh, but, like, I was so invested yeah. in this match. I can vividly uh, remember 30 very well. Oh, yes. Cena gets up to the top rope, but Brian gets a burst of light and runs up to Cena. Cena pushes him down. Brian gets up and runs back. Cena pushes him down again. Brian runs up and kicks Cena. Daniel gets Cena to the top rope and hits him with a superplex. But Daniel hangs on with his legs. You get this great image of Daniel hanging upside down, like starting to shake and get hyped up, and then he yells as he like does a huge sit up to get back up onto the onto the uh, onto the top rope. Awesome, and he delivers a diving headbutt to Cena for a. It almost fall. at before he yelled, it looked yeah. like a Styles Clash was coming. It yes. was weird. Well, we're also gonna have that in a bit. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I jumped ahead a little bit. No, you're fine. Uh, Daniel goes for a suicide dive as Cena rolls out of the ring. Uh, but Cena scouts it and elbows Brian as he gets to the ropes. Cena gets to the top ropes and delivers a great leg drop to Daniel. He hardly uh-huh. ever does that top rope leg drop, but it looks awesome. It looks so good. Uh, Cena sets Brian on the top rope and sets him up for the super middle rope AA, but Brian uh, fights out of it, hammering elbows into John Cena's head. Then, oh my god, I forgot about this spot. Cena gets Brian basically into a Styles class position and jumps from the middle rope to the ring, and he and Brian adjust themselves at the last moment to prevent Brian from being paralyzed. Because, yeah. oh dear God, I remember <laughs> being horrified at that. Yeah. <laughs> when they, Cena, Cena loves doing dangerous spots like that with <laughs> indie guys. <laughs> yeah. When Cena gets Daniel back in the ring, he locks in the STF. Brian crawls through the ropes, but Cena rolls him back. <clears throat> Brian starts to fade, but he gets a burst of energy and counters it into the S-lock, but Cena forces a rope break. Cena gets up in the counter in the corner with Daniel, delivers his running drop kicks, and, and then on the third one, Cena turns Brian inside out with a clothesline in a fantastic sell from Daniel. And you know oh. you know you've hit a good clothesline when JBL is marking yes. out. Yes. Oh yes. Like that's the one thing that I'll trust JBL in knowing. The J- There's JBL two things that I'll trust JBL in knowing. The clothesline meter. One, good clotheslines. Two, knowing when Farouk is coming up next. Yep. <laughs> that's pretty yep. Much His bestest it. buddy in all the world. <laughs> Both men get to their feet and trade strikes. Forearms also, from Brian. Yeah. Also, we haven't mentioned this. Triple H is doing such a good job yes. you forget, at being you the forget ref. You forget he's, he's Triple there. Triple H for a minute. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you forget it several times. It's yep. like just, just a swole referee just said, yep. oh shit, that's like, Triple H. That's yeah, right. Like he is not drawing attention <laughs> right. to himself. He is just being a referee. <sighs> which, which, over the course of this match, as that kept happening, made me most more anxious and more anxious because it's just like because it's just like very long words it's triple cerebral assassin yeah uh so his favorite video game is hitman yes 
and they 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 start to trade they they start to hit each other they both go for a crossbody and take each other out then we get the moment that made me mark out the most when i first watched this match and you really it really doesn't come across if you don't watch the build up in the lead up for this brian talked to cena about how the indies in japan and whatnot you leave it all in the ring to the point where all you could do near the end of the match was just slap each other to build up energy in yourself and your opponent to make it to the end. To bring out that fire, to bring out the best in your opponent, to prove that the better man will win. That was a sign of respect to do it in a match. Because late in a grueling match, kayfabe-wise, all a slap in the face of your opponent is, is, is going to do is fire them up. You would never respect Cena enough for that. This New Japan shit. Both men are so spent and so drained from this battle of a match. They have to use each other to get back to their feet. Cena resting his head on Brian's shoulder and vice versa. They get back to their feet and Cena just slaps Brian. He yells, come on! And Brian, <laughs> showing him the ultimate sign of respect, slaps him back. Uh-huh. They trade slaps in the ring with Daniel so taking good. over. Cena counters a corner flip from Brian into an attempted AA that Brian counters with a DDT. Guess he was watching CM Punk. <laughs> and it's time for the finish. Brian gets to his feet, goes to the top rope. He telegraphs a flying headbutt to Cena, but Cena catches him. Brian kicks Cena in the head and gets Cena on his knees. Brian stands in the corner. Yes, yes, yes. Cena gets to his feet. Brian launches from the corner and connects with a move we have never seen him do. A flying knee to Cena's face. Yes. One, two, three. Daniel Bryan is your new WWE champion in 2655. Cena gets up and turns Bryan around, looking at the title, talking to Bryan, shaking his hand. Cena shakes Triple H's hand and leaves the ring, allowing Bryan to celebrate as confetti rains down. Uh, we're going to... And then you turn about, off TV nope. and nothing happens. Shush. We're going to talk about this match before we get to what happens next. This is one of my favorite matches of all time. It shows, it's it is everything a wrestling match good. can be. It's one of those where, like, this is a match that you show to people who don't know wrestling to, like, get across why you love wrestling. It yep. is storytelling. It is psychology. It is showing how good John Cena is. It is Daniel yeah. Bryan. It is just two good guys, two fan favorites. The crowd being so behind Daniel. Everyone being invested. Every little thing in this match is perfect there's no botch except for that almost paralyzation with the styles clash thing i adore this match i can watch this match for the rest of my life and i will be happy jesse what did you think about this match yes 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 yeah yes um i'm trying to remember because yeah this is probably the height of of wrestling for me because Punk had just come off like a year and a half of having the title uh, summer go, going through Summer of Punk. And this was, you know, like Summer yeah. of Brian in a way. Um, it's a little hard to put into words. I, I do remember there was such a different feeling. The, the Raw where um, Cena got to pick who he was going to face. Because the way he says it, and it's in the video package, he's like, yep. I choose Daniel Bryan. Like, it was it, a no-brainer. It's the most remember, obvious thing in the world. It's the right. most, I love it. I love it. You, I mean, you'd think that, but I remember going in feeling like, who's he going to pick? Because it, cause we had already had 
before you know this, they had constantly talked about like Brian wasn't going to be a guy like that. Yeah. Um, and so when Cena said it, I remember my heart just skipping a beat. Yeah. I was just like, "Oh shit, this is it!" Like, and I, I didn't have a, really a doubt in my mind for some because there's a lot of times because this was the era where people face Cena and you just weren't sure if they were going to win. Get, you're like, I see, here's um, the thing. Like, I knew going in, I could just feel it in my gut over the summer. Daniel Bryan's going to wrestle John Cena at SummerSlam, and he's going to yeah. be fed to Cena. I 100% thought he was being fed really? to Cena. There I was something I felt that was like, "This is it. He's going to win this." And <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh. We'll, but we'll we'll keep going. Uh, yes. News. What do you think? I love the match. I honestly got the outcome of this match and what happened prior, yeah. like afterwards. So like, <laughs> just like, holy shit, he actually won. Like, yep. I'm just like the confetti hits. Like, oh man, oh, it's such a great ending. And that's when I. That's when it clicked. I'm like, oh, yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Oh no. So there was a guy in the crowd. Yes, another shout out. Um, he had a Sega sign in the crowd yeah. in the year 2013 yes. of our Sonic Overlords. <laughs> <laughs> like he had, I, a, I am, he had a son, he had a Sega am, sign. <laughs> Love it. I am happy, noobs, that you've been like excited about these signs this run so far instead of yeah. bitching about them. <laughs> no, they're so There's great. Like good signs. I understand. Like there are still a ton of people that are like looking at the camera. When they're yeah. in the front row or the first couple rows, and the moment that they see that the camera is on that, they just like hold the sign up, which yeah. I feel like has helped uh, Kevin Dunn have like a PTSD and like <laughs> always switch. Yeah. Like, I yeah. feel like that is. The camera switching is kind of ridiculous in this era, too. It is. No, yeah. but It is, but I feel like, like. You, you WWE try not them. to have fans make it about themselves. Like you keep yeah. the camera on them until they realize that it's on them. And the moment they realize that it's on them, you change it. Yes. Lip. And I feel like Lip. the, hey, we're on TV. Yep. Like kind you of thing immediately needs cut away. to die. Yeah. And it has, thankfully, yes. because everybody's too busy, like watching it through their cell phones, recording right. it instead. So <laughs> one good thing about cell phones. I, anyway. Yeah. So. Oh. All right, the, let's, let's rip this The next off bits now. I am going to recap as my experiences of watching it live. <laughs> Daniel is celebrating confetti and streamers are raining from the ceiling. Cena he, has left. He didn't expect the fireworks either. Oh, yeah, and then Pyro goes off. He, he jumped at those. At that. He's like, oh, things. shit. Because he thought this, it was going to be something else. <laughs> it was at that point that I, I knew in my gut Something was going to happen. The celebration had gone on too long. Too long. Then, Randy Orton's music hits. They talk to me. They understand. They talk to me. Orton walks out with the money in the bank briefcase. Daniel stands in the ring and just tells Randy to bring it on. Uh, Randy walks down to the ring and holds the briefcase high... And at this point, I was like, oh, okay, he's not cashing it in. He's just doing the money in the bank thing of letting you know, oh, I'm always watching and waiting. He turns to leave, and he walks up the ramp, and I breathed a sigh of relief. <laughs> then that sigh turned into a scream. <laughs> yeah. Daniel yes, picks up does. the title. Randy stops in the aisle. He turns and looks at Brian. Triple H walks up to Brian, turns no! him around, hits him with the pedigree. Orton gets in the ring, hands his briefcase to Triple H. The bell rings. He covers Brian. 
Triple Orton H doesn't counts, even make a move. Triple H counts one, two, three. Randy Orton is the new WWE champion in eight seconds. And thus, the authority is born. Yep. So, here's why I don't mind this. Because that reaction that I talked about. Like, me being anxious, walking around with my laptop all over my apartment, not being able to sit still, being worried about what's going to happen. Like that emo like visceral Randy Orton's music hit and I almost passed out and then he walks <laughs> down he turns walked away and I was so happy then I was so upset like that means that they were successful that like that I managed to completely suspend my disbelief I was 100% bought in and I was a total mark for the entire last hour of this show up until the very end that it elicited though and it wasn't like and it wasn't like smarky, like, oh my god, I can't believe they booked this. It was anger at the character of Randy Orton for doing that to the character of Daniel Bryan. And that means that they were successful. That means that they nailed it. I It still gets that out of me. Like, watching it for this, we got to the end of the match, and like my like heart started beating faster, faster and I got anxious because I knew it was about to happen. Because it still gives me that visceral reaction. And to me, that means that they nailed it. They nailed it. Like, say what you will about what happened next, but in the moment, perfect. What about you, noobs? Good. It's just, uh, like, it's probably one of the biggest swerves they've done in a long yeah. time. Or at least since 2012, since 2011, when they did it with Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. Or 2015, when they did it with Seamus. Or 16. That was 20. That was, that was 15. Uh, yeah. But, but, you know. Or no, that was 14. No, it was 15. I'm dumb. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, but, but, but this was different. Like, this was the culmination of this guy was never supposed to do it. And, and WWE isn't like, hasn't been for a long time, at least. They're not a babyface territory. You know, you're, uh, the WWE booked for the chase. And I think the chase. Uh, I think with Daniel Bryan, the chase is more interesting than the rain. Uh, and so I don't think it will. Like, I, I think, yeah, you have him when you immediately snatch it away. It's, it's, it's Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. Tale as old as time. It's like yep. gravity. Works every time. So, Jesse. <laughs> um, you bring, you, you bringing up Punk and uh, Del Rio is probably another reason why I hated this ending. Now that I think about it. Because you weren't there for that, right? I wasn't, but I yeah. know all about it. I know, I know, but it's it's about the experience of n not this again, kind of. Um, with, like, the same feeling, the same guy for the same reasons situation. Because, I, I mean, I guess this was probably me at my smarkiest. I don't know. I was know. about to say, because um, hell, if that's the case, then that means that Daniel Bryan's about to start a 434-day title run. I know, that too. Because, um, like, Punk came out of that unscathed. Yeah, he did, but but as you know, we'll see later on, and it, it well that doesn't matter, I guess, for this moment. But I just I really didn't like it, and I think that it was a lot to do with fucking, and 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 it's half Mark, half Smart. It really is because there is part of me that's like, great, they're doing you know a this again to um fucking just taking away from Brian's like first win like this when it really felt like. He was never going to get it for a while, a long while. But then Triple H, 
turning on him after this whole hard mm. build of like Cerebral oh, how assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How important this is for Brian. Brian can't be stopped. And then turning this into the B plus player shit. It, yes. It's such it's such a guttural, horrible, two faced feeling. So that's why, like I said, it's hard. It's half smart. It's half hard. I love it because I hate cause, it. Cause that I is, love it because that I is, hate it. That is the part. That is the storyline part that infuriated me. Was it, it's weird. It's like, oh, the company screwed Daniel Bryan, and then think about it, it's like, man, fucking Triple H, why did you do that? So it's and that's always been me. Is a blend of Mark and Smart reactions together because uh, I I warp that shit together all the time because that's just <laughs> how my brain goes um uh yeah i hate it i just do i remember i was wa- when we watched it when i watched it uh yesterday or whatever i was like man i don't want this again and now it's even more with hindsight and i kind of want to ask you so like our next one is hell in a cell right yeah, yes we're skipping why, Night of Champions. yeah why are, why are we skipping Night of champions about uh, because you don't want to see this happen to brian four times in a row no uh well because (laughs) like night of champions just kind of stalls the storyline um going forward with the uh because we're also skipping battleground i know that's what i'm saying like we get because brian fucked uh, out of the title four times yeah because like yeah because the the, like listen i'm not saying that they nailed the storyline coming out of this no, I know, I know, but I'm uh, saying, is that why like, we're skipping two no, pay-per-views? No, we're skipping it because they just hit pause for two straight pay-per-views, and you can very easily uh, just watch Hell in a Cell and still get the same story. Yeah, like, you can. Battleground and Night of Champions aren't necessary. It has nothing to do with, like, oh, I don't want to see Brian get screwed out of the title. It's, eh, well, you know, it's it's still Brian versus Orton for three straight pay-per-views, and... I feel like it's the same thing. <laughs> it's a little bit. It, I mean, it's, it's a mix of, a mix of definitely both. not because I, I I I chose it. I know why. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I know why I did the thing that I did. Um, you just don't sound utterly convinced. I'm just no, saying. no. It, it's because you don't have to watch those. You could very like you could you get the exact same storyline without watching those. And I'm not doing seven straight TNA pay per views again. <laughs> like I've learned from that. Bless you. And so. We're not gonna yeah. watch, exactly. You don't like, want to ba- see Brian lose four times. It's fine. You can say it. It's okay. I swear to God, I will. Ca- I will take you. I will replace you. I know people. I will replace you. I will cousin Oliver you. You will go up to the attic and they will never see you again. Oh my God! Really, cousin Merle? I'm gonna start referring to Jesse as Aunt Viv because you could just come Holy up and be another one of you anytime. <laughs> Oh my god. You're about to get a light skinned Jesse up here who's way more amenable with the choices that I make with my show. I mean, we can do that or we can just replace him with Shraver and it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's why. It's because, like, battle- well, we're not watching my Battlegrounds. God. It's a bad show. Top to bottom, Battleground is. Like, it's worth, honestly. No, it's fine. Okay, I will say one thing, noobs, if you want. It's worth watching the tag match from Battleground if you got like 15 minutes to spare. Okay. Uh, Because that match is actually amazing. It is the Shield. It is Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins because they started, they were the authorities' lackeys against Cody Rhodes and Goldust. Yeah. Because Cody Rhodes got fired. Cody Rhodes got fired. Uh, Goldust returned and Dusty was there and it is, they have to beat the Shield to get their jobs back and if they lose, Dusty gets fired as a trainer from NXT and they are never allowed back in the WWE. It is like, Interesting. A terrible, it's a terrible show, but that's one of the best matches of the year. 
Um, yeah. It's worth watching just to do it because it's such a good match. Um, and then they get the tag titles later and stuff, and it's really I, I think nice. At Hell in a Cell, I believe they win the tag um, titles. They're already the champions. It says so. Oh, they must have won, won it on it Raw. Like Raw, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and like Night of Champions is oh, who even also uh, uh, John Cena the night after SummerSlam comes out and basically announces, "Hey, I'm gonna be gone for a while. My elbow is jacked up, <laughs> and right. he is back in two months." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and he takes insane. the title from Del Rio. <laughs> he was supposed to be out. Like People were thinking he was going to miss the Rumble. It was a question mark of whether or not he was going to be back for Mania. And yeah. then on a SmackDown, like two weeks before Hell in a Cell, Vicky Guerrero comes out and says Alberto Del Rio. Because Alberto Del Rio was like, oh, I know who I want to wrestle for my title. And it was somebody dumb. It was like Ricardo Rodriguez or something. And she was like, no, I know who you're going to wrestle. You're going to wrestle John Cena. And I was like, are you joking? And then they started yeah. promoting John Cena versus Alberto Del Rio. Like, yeah, it was I guess so you're weird. Not. It was a God. weird feeling. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and then th- two years <sighs> later, Del Rio would do the same thing to Cena at Hell in a Cell. Yep. For the U.S. title. What a punk. In, uh, yeah, in 2015. that's so weird. Yeah. God, that uh, was weird. Right? When he came out to it's, with Zeb Coulter? Yeah, and the look on his face looked like he didn't want to be there. And the whole match felt like him just yep. going through them. Yeah, when we were talking about Del Rio being awkward before, I thought of that match of him yeah. coming back and it ending was like, well, like a, that was like a seven open challenge minute, thing. That was a short match. It was like a seven-minute match. Yeah, and Cena, Cena even hyped it up. It's like, trust me, you're going to love this. And it was just yeah. Del Rio being a fuckhead and winning yep. the title. And then they tried so, yeah. to do Mex America, whatever that was. Oh Jesus! So yeah, we are. Uh, we've got. How on us all next? Uh, skipping Night of Champions. I don't even remember what all matches were at Night of Champions. Let me see. Um, we got uh, Shield versus Primetime Players. Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Kurt Axel and Paul Heyman defeating CM Punk in a no disqualification handicap elimination match. Oh and baby! Curtis Axel, um, and Curtis Axel versus Kofi. Yeah, that's right. Axel and earlier. Rob Van Dam versus Alberto Del Rio. That's and right. So we I missed Rob me... Van Dam being back, but it, his run's uh, kind of meh. Here. I want you to do me a favor. I yeah. want you to very closely look at this uh, card, and I want you to think very hard about battlegrounds. And the next mm-hmm. time you ask me why are we skipping these shows, oh my shove God. your head up your ass, <laughs> <laughs> so I can talk to you in person. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And then, and then, yeah, we're we're <laughs> skipping battleground. God yeah, wow. When you look at it, battlegrounds has fucking it's Ryback bad. in the in the card, like on well, the thing. I mean, Ryback is yeah. wrestling Ryback punk became, at uh, Hell in a Cell. Paul Heyman guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, also, uh, you also get a uh, so Randy. So at just like a primer for where we're going next. Um. Daniel Bryan, quote-unquote, wins the title at summer at, at Night of Champions on a fast count from referee Scott Armstrong, who is in the authority's pocket and makes the fast count on the like word of the authority. So just to make sure, like it, basically it was like, if it looks like he's going to win, count him fast so we can strip him of it the next day. So they strip the yeah. title. And they, the title is vacant. It is vacant going into Battleground. They did not have a finish for Battleground. <laughs> and they were like, well, let's get Big Show involved. So Battleground ends with Big Show walking out because Big Show is like fucking the, Big Show. The authority has been like Big Show, you're gonna work for us. He's like, I don't wanna, and they're like, you're gonna work for us. And Big Show walks <laughs> you're out. You're a and, freak. You're a loser. Yep. We can fire you, and no one would hire a giant fat ass like yep. you. You have to work for us. 
Okay. And so this is re- didn't that guy get an ironclad contract? Like he did like, 14 the, the months gimmick, ago. The gimmick a year before this was the ironclad contract. Um, and that didn't matter. And, and so big show walks out. KO punches Daniel Bryan, and they're like, oh, he's with the authority. And then he has a crisis of conscience, and then he KO punches Randy Orton, and the match just ends with a no contest. Yeah. <laughs> Going into After Hell in a Cell. After 25 minutes. After 25 minutes. Yep. So, that's what we're going next. Hell in a Cell. Uh, good show. Boy, howdy. All, all told. Oh, my God. Hell in a Cell features Los Matadores versus the Real Americans. What a weird time. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. it is. Also, Hell in a Cell Not features... Not even a title match. Yep. Also, Hell in a Cell features CM Punk versus Ryback in a Hell in a Cell match for the second year in a row. That's right. I'm yep. dumb as fuck. I'm dumb as fuck. <laughs> I'm dumb as fuck. So, overall, uh, uh, what'd y'all think about the show? Jesse. I... Okay. Or... <laughs> it's like, you usually Sorry. have a I usually, name. I usually... That was on me. That was on <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me, and, me and Noobs just looking at each other from across the country going, Just he talk to us? Me? Yeah, like, he didn't, he, didn't, <laughs> yes. he didn't indicate which one of us should go first. I'm um, we don't know confused these rules. and scared, but also Me no know what to do. I'm dumb as um, fuck. I'm <laughs> dumb as fuck. You dumb as fuck. <laughs> um... <laughs> It had it had three really great matches and then some other stuff. Um, yep. Why the fuck did Cody do a muscle buster? I don't. It's <laughs> really weird. Forever. We'll never let it go. I'm hung up on that. It's well, weird. I am too. I'm just not getting it across. Like, yeah. I'm, I will dream about Cody doing a muscle buster <laughs> and wake up in a cold sweat, going, "Oh, it was just a dream." Yes. Um, like, a, like the worst or best episode of Dallas, depending on who you ask. <laughs> Um, it's fine. Uh, I know you're talking about it's a really good show. I don't know. It's it's fine. Like I'm not mad at anything except just the Orton thing's weird. I don't know. I don't hate Orton. I really don't. But there's a lot of times when Orton gets involved with something where I just don't want to be a part of it. It's it's just you know not my brand of soda. Basically, is what it comes down to. Um, That's fair. This yeah. all is what it is. Yeah. Um, and I, and I. Re- <laughs> really mean even you know being a fun asshole about it i don't want to see randy versus daniel four times so i'm glad you did like just skip to hell in a cell that's that's great about to say it don't re- challenge really me is. the beatings will continue until morale improves <laughs> <laughs> right, it's, but it, it's an awkward feeling to to go through all this to hell in a cell and then survivor series doesn't help matters we're, that's like, why we're not watching it that's what we're skipping know, right? straight to elimination it's, chamber yeah, yeah. and then this may be the worst, like... It was weird. It was very season. weird. Uh, this may be the worst NFL season, where they usually they yeah. try to do interesting it's, stuff. They did nothing with this. Like, it is... You can tell um, this is their... Also, it is fascinating to go back and, like, look at Reddit during this time, because it's all people wishing death upon Triple H. Because they were convinced... The whole storyline... Yeah. They were all worked. They were all getting worked. Because they were just like... Yeah. They're holding Daniel Bryan back, and it's all Triple H's fault, and I hate Triple H. Like, it's a Punk was right. From, Punk is was a right. far cry from Papa Triple H that we have today. Yes, yes, it was. Um, uh, yeah. I was definitely worked because I wasn't happy that Triple H turned on Brian. That was not. <laughs> I well, did not but like you knew that. You were, but you knew you were getting worked. These people this like work themselves into a shoot. Always, uh, always, that's what they do. What What is the fucking stupid thing they're doing right now? That's similar to that. Who knows? Because um, there is uh, something, but doesn't uh, matter. probably something. There's it's always fine, something. But this is fine. I like the Lesnar Punk match. Is worth it because Punk is like the only guy to come close to beating Lesnar basically since yeah uh, this 
Um, and Brian Cena is great. It really, really is. Yeah, I think I I love this show. Like, there are some down moments in this show, but the two marquee matches are like you could make a solid argument that they're the two best SummerSlam matches of all time. Yeah, pretty good. Like. Just off of that alone, this is one of the best SummerSlams. You can skip a lot of it, but those two matches are all timers. Like, they uh-huh. are so good. And Christian versus Del Rio, incredibly underrated. Incredibly yeah. underrated. Yeah. Uh, I they love did this a show. lot for 12 minutes. Yeah, right? Uh, it zoomed past. Like, once you got past, like, the first half hour, this show just flowed really well. The Punk, uh, Brock, and the Brian Cena match do not feel as long as they are. It is engaging. It is a story that I care about. Like I said, Very Daniel Bryan's true. my favorite wrestler of all time. And so I was 100% invested in this match. And I still am to this day. I love it. What about you, Noobs? I, again, I love it as well. It just, yeah, that just everything, everything was made whole again. When you had that moment where Heyman realized Punk was staring him down. And you just see Heyman just go, I didn't do anything. It yep. wasn't me. And then Punk is like, oh, it was you, motherfucker. Let's go. Like, yep. oh, my God. Yeah. Just so good. Everything was great. One of my favorite shows. I love it. I love it. Uh, Hell in a Cell coming up next is, is pretty good. Um, but after that, we are kind of like it. This this arc is kind of like uh, kind of like SummerSlam. We're like. Starts off good, um, but then, boy, Elimination Chamber is great. All systems got... go with Elimination Chamber, baby. And then Woo! WrestleMania 30, and then into the Shield yep. versus Evolution. Like, let's go, boys. We all see is on the horizon. Oh, boy. <laughs> Fucking, I <sighs> Thank just you. want my Wyatt family versus Shield. Yes. Oh. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining me, noobs. Thank you for joining me, Jesse. Uh... You can find us at Pastamania Pod on Twitter. I am at NA Davis 47. He is at Noobs28. Uh, he is at Exit Tensionalism. Because yeah. everybody knows good social media engagement has to come with, you know, it's like a joke. It's funnier when you have to explain it. Uh, <laughs> it's my life. It's my <laughs> life. Yes, I agree. Your life is a joke. We will see you guys in a couple <laughs> weeks. That was the setup. You're not clever. You just took the bait. Calm down. Listen, news thought it was funny. Working to a shoot, motherfucker. That's because uh, news is a simpleton. No, that's because news is drunk. Uh, that'll go I too. All right. Same thing. <laughs> we will be back in a couple weeks with uh, Hell in a Cell 2013. Thank you guys for joining me. Goodbye. Actually, you know what? No, no. We're going out like this. <gasps> Good night, sweet friends. Guess what time it is? The clobbering time. Best in the world.